And once again, we caution you. These stories are definitely not for the timid soul. So we tell you calmly and very sincerely, if you frighten easily, turn off your radio now. Take off your clothes. I don't like women giving me orders. I spit on your grave. This woman will soon cut, chop, break, and burn five men beyond recognition. And there isn't a jury in this country that will convict her. I'll give you something to remember for the rest of your life. I spit on your grave. Relax. I'll make you feel like you've never felt before. God bless your hands. Why do you feel this? Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. No. No, not... I spit on your grave. Most Fajero Podcast. I'm Tom Carnell. And I'm Langley West. And we're back with episode 126, and we have another guest. Yes, we do. We, awesome. have, we, have, we have two, two guests. guests. <laughs> awesome. With us are uh, our, our collectively, they are under the name Bracken Basement Productions, and they are individually Ian and Tori Bracken. Welcome, guys. Hello. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we've known each other for a long time, right? We met each other one one late night at uh, Crypticon. Yeah. Seven years ago, I think. It was, was it like really? 11 o'clock. It was like one of the last panels of the night. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. And I remember thinking, why is this guy, the, why are these people sitting in the audience when they should be up here on the on the dais? Because they were they were actually <laughs> in, engaging in conversation yeah. and they knew, about, they knew more about the ship than I did. Yeah. So I'm like, what? Anyway. So, that, yeah, think, it's great. I, it's great to finally get you on the show. And I think I know you guys are... are Became aware of you guys through Bleeding Ham, I believe. Yes. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, we oh. have chatted uh, two Bleeding Hams in a row this year, and I think this year is going to be the best because we're submitting two. Nice. Bam. Nice. Awesome. Bam. Yeah. Uh, this this year is going to be the. Uh, this is going to be a good year. You'll see. Uh oh. <laughs> Some plans things are happening. Plans. Um, it has we... stepped up a lot. Like each year has gotten so much bigger, but like I can't even like. You know, you guys filled the house in two hours. <laughs> that was insane. Right on, right on. Before we get, got too deep with these guys, you have something you want I, to talk about. I, I do. Well, some finishing I, up some old business. Of yeah, um, I, 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 I love it whenever um, listeners of the show, um, uh, you know, give us feedback, and, and but even more so, like, get are, are involved in the conversation. So, Heather... Um, and, and Heather, I'm going to butcher your last name. Um, I think it's Sturipiak. It, 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 it sure. looks like that. But anyway, Heather, you know who you are. Um, really loved our uh, sports episode and wanted to uh, uh, add a couple of suggestions, a couple of titles for people who were taking notes and might be looking for something. Oh, cool. 
And the first one is called uh, Red Army. It's a 2014 documentary about the 1980 Russian Olympic team and the miracle from their perspective. So, you know, we've had the documentary about um, uh, uh, the, the, the miracle on the ice. Yeah, and the movie. We, and we had the movie. So this is a documentary talking about it from the Russians' point of view, which would be really cool to, yeah. to check out. Um, the second one is... Um, uh, the Damned United. It's a soccer movie. Yeah, it's a movie. great movie. Yeah, okay. Michael Sheen is in that movie? Yeah. It's uh, uh, um, from 2009, mm -hmm. um, another another version of The Hero's Journey, which we it, love. It came out around the same time as a lot of the like Green Street hooligans came out. Right. And there was a lot of interest in Wasn't British there, like, soccer. Invictus came out around yeah, that time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then finally, um, an episode of uh, NFL Channel show The Timeline called Night of the Living Steelers, about the NFL documentary films Romero and his company were making. So George right. Romero and those guys were making documentary films. That, you know. We talked a little bit about that at Crypticon, right, Tori, on the Romero panel? Yeah. Yeah, we talked a little bit about the, the NFL stuff, but not a lot. Yeah. So, well, that's right. cool. So that's cool that, uh, that, that people are taking notes and, and, and adding feedback. to this. And I love it. We had uh, another listener contacted me and said that they often sit and listen with a piece of paper and a pencil. Yeah. And write down stuff down. They, that's they awesome. look at it. Yeah, that's great. Um, but back to these guys. Yes. Uh, tell me a little bit about Bracken's basement. Where you guys, how you guys got started, what made you decide to pick up a camera? What do you do? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, we kind of talked about that recently. I think we both have been doing this since we were kids. Mm. I mean, we were making, you know, movies with, like, our friends when we were in elementary school. But uh, we both took film classes. Um, we were both very interested in... Sorry, my dog just walked in. Yeah. Um, we're both very interested, you know, in horror, and that kind of brought us together. Actually, uh, Ichi the Killer is what brought us together. I yeah. saw a poster... Yeah. Apparently, how romantic. Um, <laughs> that's how I lured a lot of people, and that's kind of how you find out if somebody is somebody you can hang out with, or oh, sure. if, if you just don't want to fuck with them at all. You know. Well, what happened is the cool place to hang out in high school. At our, we went to the same high school. Is the Bracken Basement, which is uh, their parents' basement, and that's where the kids would go over and watch horror movies. And I felt so honored to be able to go to the Bracken Basement once, and I saw the Each of the Killer poster. And I was like, whoa, that's so cool. Like, what is that? And he's like, oh, you like that? Like, let me <laughs> introduce you to all this other <laughs> shit. And I was like, okay. And I guess I, like, withstood the test. Yeah. So that's that was when I was probably 17. Yeah, that's one of those things. I, it's like I remember when Kat and I met, it was like, have you seen this? And you're, like, testing the water. Like, sure. I remember but, our first date, I showed her the uh, Jason machete, the j machete to the head in Friday the 13th 4 when – Jason's head shimmies down the blade. Right, I figure right. if she's down for this, if she doesn't walk out of here now, we're good. That's a, that's I I use Glenn Campbell the same way. <laughs> like, hey, you into Glenn Campbell? And they're like, they look at me aghast with horror, and and then I'm like, oh, that's yeah, too bad. That's we too can't bad. Hang it because I got a lot of other really cool shit that you can check <clears throat> right, out. Right. But. And to be fair. Campbell was a, he was one of the uh, wrecking crew, the studio musician yeah, of the man, 60s that like played that. on just about everything. Yeah. That guy is was talented, and it's, that's why it's, it's so sad really to see sad what's about, happening yeah, now. Yeah, anyway, I'm sorry. That has nothing to do with What fun. happens on the show a lot, I'll warn you now, is we go off on the weeds sometimes, and we got to go back. 
Um, right. So you're 17. You're in Ian's basement. He's force totally. feeding you Itchy the Killer. <laughs> yes. Well, I asked about it, but yeah, he does. She was actually deep throating it. Yeah, yeah deep throating it hard. Um, and I think you had me watch a version of Kill Bill with that had like five minutes of extra gore in it. This is the Japanese the Jap- uncut oh, there you go. where they don't switch it to black and white, and Sophie Fatale gets dismembered for a little bit longer. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, there was, like, a bunch of stuff that was in there that wasn't, you know, that was, like, in the trailer or that it was in the, the uncut scene. It had the Michael J. Yeah. White thing and all that other stuff, yeah? Yeah. I think that 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 scene was either in that. That was in the deleted scenes for sure, but mm-hmm. I can't remember if that was in the Japanese cut. But anyway. Anyway, cool. ironically, <laughs> that is kind of how we became close was from that interaction and him having me borrow movies from him. And I was actually in his brother's grade, so I was closer friends with his brother, and he would have... They, just borrowing movies from their collection was, like, such an honor. And, um, yeah, when we started dating, we kind of just started messing around and making movies because we were always watching movies, and he went to school for it, so we just well, kind of... Well, and you were shooting skateboard videos, yeah? Or skate... A lot of oh, well, well, I was shooting skateboard no, Ah! <laughs> no, uh, well, before Tori and I had even met... I've been making, like, splatter films. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, before I was making splatter films, I was making, like, movies on VHS with my brother, just like Tori was with her sister and, and her friends, you know, we were shooting stuff on VHS. But, like, around, like, high school and college, I was learning how to use, like, all the, like, pressure hoses and blood pumps and, like, trying to, like, you learn how to, to shoot stuff in certain angles so it looks like someone's arm is actually flying off and there's not an arm stuffed in their shirt. And, like, you know, I, I was learning all that stuff in high school. And, you know, I can't say that I've come a long way since, <laughs> you know, it still yeah, looks like well, backyard but effects. But, but I mean, it's now, I mean, it's it's appealing. Now, now I can actually sell it, you know what I mean? Sure. Where before it was, like, you know, fun. But there's always been a charm to it. Uh, He actually gave me all of his films that he made in high school on a disc as a birthday present once because I love them and they're kind of what pushed me to push him to Mm. keep going. And uh, they're very much like uh, almost like guinea pig in a way where or something like a short film that is is just exists to escalate in a really gory ending. Right. And that's kind of how I used to make movies and yeah, not a lot's changed, actually. <laughs> I, so. Well, I was going to say, I, I've always maintained that, that when you're doing that type of stuff, when you're doing, when you're filming extreme violence or extreme gore, um, having something there that doesn't make it... Well, first of all, we, at, at, at this point, at this day and age, we've all, whether we've been exposed to it in real life or not, we've all seen and been exposed to real trauma Mm -hmm. through the internet or whatever you can look online if you want to watch somebody get shot in the head or whatever the case may be and the the and in real life um the results are always less spectacular as far as what's actually happening um and and secondly um it's it's not it's no it's it's not a cinematic experience right you watch somebody get something cut off in real life um it it the the the, the magic gets taken away from exactly sure. the, yeah, yeah it looks absolutely. weird it looks yeah. weird right? it almost looks as you know i'm putting up air quotes here fake 
because we've fake. become so conditioned to right. what it looks like in movies. So when you... You're like, wow, that guy's arm flew off way faster than it did in the movies. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like, wow, he looks like a rag doll. It's like, yeah, because he is, you know, your body turns into a fucking rag doll. It's right. not a stiff dummy, <laughs> an American right. guinea pig, you know. You, you see so. somebody get shot in the, in the, in the gut with a, a shotgun, they don't go flying back five feet or ten feet or right. whatever. Yeah. They, right, they right, just right. double over. And well, it's cinematic inherently. Yeah. I mean, by the very definition. And another thing is, is like with a lot of with these with these films we're talking about with you guys, we're not talking. We're talking micro budgeted films. Yeah. 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 I mean, we usually throw in. We try to cut ourselves off around five hundred dollars per film. Mm, sure. Um, you know, sometimes you you have to replace equipment, and, and that kind of gets gets tough or whatever, but. If you pull resources together, sometimes you can get away with less than that. But if you watch our movies, you'll see that we're really in the set pieces. Mm. To us, set pieces are... I think you're being modest. I think it's about a 1,000 total because we do have, like, 500 usually for, like, you know, prosthetics and props and stuff like that. But uh, They've been getting... Uh, it depends. They, it varies from, I'd say, 500 to, like, 1,000, but... Still. You know? You always want to, you always want to think of the next one, so you want to cut your cost down as much right. as possible. But right. since we're so into the set pieces, like this making gore and cool looking backgrounds and costumes and stuff like that, we want to put as much money in, as possible into since it's going to be around forever. Like we might as put as much into it as possible. And we're also fortunate to live in a really artsy college town where a lot of businesses and stuff they just let you. Mm-hmm. film you know they we don't have to like pay anybody to let us do stuff like they usually are very open and accepting except for the dude that tried to fight me in the alley yeah uh, that's a couple days ago like a couple days ago <laughs> but you know that was that's guerrilla filmmaking though you know it was weird. He was acting like he owned the alley, and then at the end of a conversation, I was like, "Well, do you own this alley?" He's like, "No." I'm like, "What the fuck?" You know, just because you have a reflective vest and some garbage bags yeah, in, okay, in the back of your it truck. got real aggressive, but <laughs> anyway. yeah, so that happened. But here in Bellingham, we have a mayor of a bridge. There's yeah. a guy <laughs> who lives under the bridge, and he he he's the mayor of that. Area. Answer me these questions. Yeah, there. exactly. <laughs> you know, our cities are really similar because you guys have all the stabbings and the yeah. those and, and the college town to like contrast with that. So we're we're very similar. How, how cool you know, or learning awful. and stabbing? Yeah, yeah. How, no, it's it's like a it's like a gentrification that just can't cover the stabbiness. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, come to Bellingham. Stay for the stabbing. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so a lot of this stuff is just—it's the old Mickey Rooney thing about you know I got a barn, I got some costumes. We all Let's, like horror films. Let's put on a show. Yeah. Who does? Yes. Who does most of your writing? Is it um, the two of you, or? It's been a mix. It I would say that I, I well I've like you know I wrote the the script or screenplay or whatever. Uh, for every single one, but she wrote outlines for two of them. Hmm. Um, the one that we're working on now, and the, also the very, very, very first one we did. Yeah. Called Costume Contest, which you posted online. Yes. Sorry. Um, can you announce the title? Weed Wolves. Yeah. 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 We we just uh, finished filming a movie called Weed Wolves. So it's our first horror comedy where where it's actually comedy. 
Nice. And what's so special about Weed Wolves is we actually have filmed it before when we were me- I was 19, and it was the first movie we ever made together, actually, I think. Right. That would go back in our old college splatter films. She kind of, that was right. like right when she, she merged into making movies with us was right in the end. So, yeah, if like, if you look at our YouTube page, you won't mm-hmm. see the old Weed Wolves, but but you'll see my older movies. But if you watch Weed Wolves, that's coming out. It's got clips from the old movie in it, and it's worth looking at. So basically, ten years ago when we filmed it originally, we were using ketchup for blood. We were using equipment we had rented from the college, and it turned into a skate video at the end because that's, of course, what we were doing. So, sure. yeah, and you know, that happens a lot with with werewolves. <laughs> it, it does. And yeah. I was drunk. Yeah, right. and I wasn't. And it was like really hot. <laughs> And yeah, oh, it was the hottest. It turned day. out really bad. It was amazing, actually. But uh, anyway, now that we know what we're doing a little bit more, we decided to remake. And that's actually the third time we'd rewritten this. This is like our opus, like our. There we go. It's Cabin in the White Whale. Um, what was the thing? Uh, what was the initial Evil Dead title? Something in the woods. Within the woods. Within, within the, the woods. woods. Yeah. yeah. This is your Within the Woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, that was a long way to go <laughs> to get to that <laughs> reference. Man. Um. What, uh, uh, so you guys consistently are working on things, um, and that's one of the, the coolest things I, I, I think about you guys is that a lot of people, you know, it's always about, you know, we have to, we have to, you know, wait to get everything together for the next thing, and, and, but you guys seem to always be working, um, so that's awesome. What is your end game with your short films? Um, is it uh, do you, when you're when you're putting together something? Are you thinking um, festivals? Are you thinking just build up our catalog on YouTube? Are you thinking of selling? Well, why, why do you do this? There's two of us, so we'll have probably have different answers. So I'll let her answer first. Oh God. Um, well, I'm the more artsy side of it for sure, uh, and I already have a job. <laughs> like a career job. I'm a tattoo artist. I own a shop. So I'm very invested in that, obviously. So I'm more of the artsy side of this. But, I mean, I want us to make a feature-length film next. It would be my goal and kind of see how people like us. And mm. I want to keep doing this <laughs> for a long time. I mean, it's, like, so fun. And it's kind of an outlet for me. So mm-hmm. so you're so you're seeing what you're doing now as kind of practice, to gear up for when you do uh, a feature length. Part of the 10,000 hours, right? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Right. By yeah. the way, shout out. Uh, Exile Tattoo, yeah, in Olympia? True. Yes, that is my there business. <laughs> there you want to go. Yeah. That's where you go for all your tattoo needs, That's right. dude. Yep. That's where I get mine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, my, my end game, I, I'm not really, I don't think for the future too far, um, I'm thinking about what's coming up next, like next, next. And then next thing I want to do, I got a music video for a band that I've been working with a lot, and they're pretty big. They're called Noise. Yeah, I uh, saw those videos. They're great. Yeah, I mean, they're on a label with Rancid and Dropkick Murphys and stuff like that. And like, you know, they're huge. And, uh, you know, Tori's going to star in this one, and it's, it's going to be great. And uh, so th- that's like my next video project. But are my main goal right now, I've been promising uh, like a hard copy DVD of our short film trilogy for a really long time, but mm-hmm. we stacked up two 
more shorts in the last half a year, and they're are the best stuff that we've ever done. So we've postponed the DVD that everyone's been trying to buy from us uh, to add these two shorts onto them, which is just going to make it worth the money. Mm-hmm. So I figured it's worth the wait. Since I'm not doing a crowdfunding thing or anything, it's like, you know, I want this we to be as good. Yeah, we haven't pre-sailed or anything. So yeah. we're just waiting for uh, Weed Wolves to finish up. Once that's all edited in the can, we're going to get all of our material, which I think adds up to around two hours, and it's going to get hard-pressed to DVD, um, and then sold and given away to our friends and family, because it actually doesn't even cost that much to make DVDs anymore. I know, isn't that weird? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember at one time, like, that was a huge, that was a huge thing. It's like, man, we got to press, like, 500 copies of this, yeah, it's and it be... was like, it's like, yeah, it was like a huge investment, and now... You know, that's a weekend with your computer. Right, 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 yeah. right. And you, and you, especially these days when you can pull it, you have it all in-house. You right, can do right. the art yourself. You can do the, everything. Yeah. Right. We're going to get that DVD press this summer. Um, oh, I should be done editing. We're, we're, we're basically on soundtrack and sound stages right now in Wave Wolves. And, you know, we put a lot of work into our movies, but we're, we're both full-time. I mean, I work 70 hours a week. Mm. She probably works around that. Um, or hardly ever home, you know, editing is, is, you know, usually nine o'clock to midnight for me. And right. then I have to be in bed to go to work the next day. So, you know, it's like, I have two jobs, so that's why it's so many hours. But, uh, you know, my goal is to make money so I can make a feature eventually. Mm-hmm. And, um, the biggest idea right I have right now for a feature is like a huge idea and it's going to be it's going to make a huge impact, especially locally, mm-hmm. and it, it's going to really fire some people up. It's going to be very controversial, and it's going to bring back some old things about this town that people are not going to want to hear or, or, or see. Yeah. Cool. Are you going to have to move after this comes up? <laughs> oh, uh, Hold it into the cost of the, the project. I, I, I think there's people that are in the story that have either moved or just disappeared. I was so. going to say, if you yeah. need to, we'll, you know, Bellingham... It welcomes you with white yeah. eyes. Yeah. So. I got my ninjas up there to All come right. come defend me. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, so have you ever like I would we, we talked about this once about the idea of take you know as you accumulate short films right um, when you get enough you shoot a quick framing thing and you have an anthology film. There's your feature. There's your first feature. Right. Yes. Yeah, I love that idea. Yeah. Yeah. I don't and know why it, more people don't use it. We are making an extended play version, mm. and uh, do you know our friend Paul, uh, Dormarth Paul? Yeah. You know, Big Afro? I love Paul. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to do like a little horror host oh, style wow, that's thing awesome. up that's in his cool. attic of horrors, and we're going to make fake covers for all our movies, and he's going to take them out and make fun of them and stuff. <laughs> so just... and we'll just put a bunch of fog and creepy fake yeah. you know, skeletons and shit and... And make it look all corny. I just I just saw Paul in Rewind This. Yeah. Well, yeah oh, that yeah, was yeah. amazing. Yeah, I yeah, almost yeah. teared up when he popped up on there. Everyone yeah. that's listening, listeners, check out Rewind This, yeah. uh, the VHS documentary. It's it's wonderful. I didn't even I didn't even know he was in it. All of a sudden, they're like, You're like he stands shit. by the door and he opens <laughs> it up and he's and he he does this sort of flourish like and here's the attic of horror yeah and um so he, come on he, he did that to me when i was at his he did the exact <laughs> thing i was like oh, holy shit yeah yeah that's awesome yeah paul's yeah. great 
Uh, I love his his little zine is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some great pulls in there. You'll like, oh, holy shit. Do, I do you remember the name of it? Dormarth. Yes. Go ahead. Dormarth. Dormarth. That's spelled D-O-R-M-A-R-T-H. Dormarth's Horror VHS Review Magazine. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's like, so you can add that on Facebook, and if you request, he'll send you a magazine in the mail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does that. It's super, like, super... DIY, it's like sure. folded up. It's only they're only about. Well, like you know, I mean, and and for me, one of the great things about uh, genre filmmaking in particular is that it 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 is or it can be it can be such a DIY thing. Mm-hmm. So you know, you guys, for example, you do it all yourself. You know, you 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 create the artwork for. Um, I mean, I've got a DVD from you guys, and it's got artwork on it. It's you know, I mean, it, you're doing a whole package whenever you're yes. you're putting something together, and and that's fantastic. And I think that that is that goes back to um, I don't know. It, it it for me it harkens back to a better time mm-hmm. when you you made the movie, you did the poster. You distributed it, you know, in in some way yourself, and, and you're kind of in control by staying out, by not being part of the machine. Mm-hmm. Well, we were in DIY punk and hardcore bands growing up too, yeah, sure. so we used to have so to fly on the walls to get people to even be able to pay for our venues. I mean, that's, you know, that's, exactly. yeah, that's what I did. Is and I now, and at least then, sometimes we'd make money and go to Denny's. Nowadays, we're we're making our own art that takes us hours and tons of money, and we're giving it out for free. So, yeah. so well, you I, know, we made more money doing the punk rock thing than we did doing sure this. <laughs> I, I just feel like films like like what we're talking about, they're direct link like patch cords into uh, uh, people who dearly love a genre right as opposed to some polished turd that you can see a sea of in of one star horror films on um, on not to imply that your stuff is one star I'm just saying that here are these guys that put thousands of dollars in it have no conviction. Well, they don't care, right? Exactly. It's like they're they're involved because and that's why I love what they do. So somebody much. told them, "Oh, horror makes money." Mm-hmm. You know, like the horror has yeah. a you know. So as they, opposed to like this stuff is in your guys' DNA, right? <laughs> yeah, and that's why I mean, that's why I think physical media wise, I think horror will always be profitable because there's a collector's mentality. Agreed. And also when it comes to, you know, like, like you said, Langley about, you know, us giving you art. Um, that's also something that like that handcrafted feeling is something that people really like have an urge for in horror to know that it was handmade and whether that be seen in the film or whether it's seen in art or heard like, like, you know, an original soundtrack and horror film makes a huge difference sure. rather than just using, you know, uh, like a Scream soundtrack. Right, right, <laughs> Scream right. 2. And I think that was one of our one of our mistakes was in our first short that we made together was that we used a song that we didn't write or that our crew didn't write, that mm-hmm. it was like a... It was fair use, so we just were like, all right, we can use it. And then we're right. like, we didn't think about the fact that every time we watched that movie, we'd have to see somebody else's song. Yeah. So yeah. lesson learned on the first film. Sure, and that's what that's what first films are for, right? Yes. <laughs> you know, you talk about DIY stuff, and I and I prefer to think of it as artisan horror. 
Yeah. Uh, artist yeah. uniform. That's very well, Pacific can, Northwest of you, I, sir. I can put a, bl- a new dress on any fucking pig, man. I swear to God. Go ahead. No, I, I was just saying that's a good one. That's a good one. A fine IPA of horror. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so, um, so it's fair to say that you're, you guys, um, uh, for lack of a better word, pedigreed. The thing that you really like, because when I hear when I hear the word horror, immediately my mind splits into all these different categories. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I've got a uh, my uh, partner in crime at Bleedingham, Gary Washington, has a completely idea, a, a completely different idea of horror than. I do. Mm-hmm. By the way, I love Gary. Yeah, yeah he's awesome. Gary's great. Yeah, yeah. Gary was just on our last show on Black Exploitation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to listen to that. I just downloaded it this morning. Oh, good. Yeah, it's good. It's we a had good a good episode. time. It's, it's, a good it's, time. it's fun. Um, and obviously, for you guys, uh, largely not putting words in your mouth, but you guys obviously have an affinity for splatter films, for extreme gore. Yes? Uh, once again, I think we both have different answers for this. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, yes, I guess that is generally true. I like special effects in films. Um, I definitely think, like, how did they do that, and how can I do that? And I like the extreme, for sure. Um, I think that Ian used to take it farther than I could handle sometimes. But I think now that I might be able to handle more than him now. Mm. Well, sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. I don't know. Yeah. You can argue personally, that. Yeah. Personally, uh, I, I, I think I don't know where she's getting that from because I think <laughs> I think what, what I've been doing is that I've kind of been sneaking the the ultra sick ones uh, when, after she goes to sleep because <laughs> because I, I it's gotten to the point where I can't have people watching me watch some of the stuff I watch now so sure. yeah that's fair um, wow that makes me sound pretty bad though so that's fair I think that's totally yeah. fair my you know, my wife is not a huge fan of giallo so I tend to watch giallos when she's not around right. Yeah. yeah, and, and so the thing is, is, is Tori's not even that sensitive. I mean, mm. I mean, I've watched. I mean, as long as there's not a but lot. But you know of, uh, what presses my buttons. Yeah, yeah. Sex, she doesn't like sexual violence. Agreed. And, and and I don't mm. tend to either. But I, I like disturbing taboo stuff. So mm-hmm. sometimes the line can 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 well, be a little gray there. Isn't that what we're finding now about art these yeah. days? About like, you, in order to know where the line is, you got to at least bump up against it so I mean, right. the only way you can do that is by exposing yourself to this stuff right so. right right uh, i mean i like like you watch uh like uh red white and blue uh, mm-hmm. who, who did that one uh simon rumley simon rumley I, I like movies that, that give you that little pinch in your brain mm-hmm. kind of feels like a mini aneurysm that's a great movie by yeah that is a you know really what I mean? it is an amazing and that movie just sets you off and i love that feeling it's one you'll never forget too mm-hmm. yeah and it's yeah. it's, it's, it's it's one yeah, that doesn't ahead. get name checked a lot. Like you don't hear, uh, even when you're talking about like extreme horror, a lot of people don't include Red, White, and Blue because it, it bases in realism so hard. Yeah. I mean, it gets kind of it gets kind of absurd towards the end, but I mean, you know, it could happen. So sure, yeah, I mean, absolutely, sure, yeah. sure, sure. Uh, so I guess that kind of dovetails into since we're talking about films about extreme horror and yeah. in general. Um, 
I get we 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 talked a little bit about this at the last Crypticon about like there are there are names that like everyone knows and then there's all the really hard to find stuff that you right. you end up only getting at conventions on you know old old DVD old weird and stuff. copies yeah. of stuff yeah um, do we have like if we were trying to come up with maybe I don't know a must see list of some of this stuff give to give to our listeners as, some as titles. kind of a as kind of a, a an entry, entry way point. sure yeah. sure. Yeah. Let's, let's, I guess we can go around the table. Like, what do you think of our titles of extreme horror of note? And I will let you guys. We'll get. How about Tori start first? Because right. chivalry, buddy. Damn it. Um, let's see. My must sees. Uh, probably the Guinea Pig series mm. is a good one. If, if for extreme, I watched that when I was pretty young, and I was like, this is really pretty extreme. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really it's, just a showcase of special effects, but um, it's the it's film a, that supposedly Charlie Sheen saw in uh, Flower, Flesh, and Blood, and mm. and thought it was real, which proves what an idiot Charlie Sheen is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but but because you see it, yeah, I just watched a little bit of. It. I've been looking through a lot of this stuff to try to find audio clips and 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 stuff, and um, I saw I just watched a video for Guinea Pig, and it's it's amazing but you know you look at it through today's eye and you can you can kind of see it yeah clearly these are special effects right and yeah. also there's filming technique like it's not a snuff film. <laughs> like, i mean at this point i feel like it's it's more of an aesthetic uh collector's item because it's shot on video and it's got cool special effects and it's cheesy mm-hmm. at this point but i think when you're younger and in an earlier day it, it was kind of disturbing you know I mean, what i mean we're talking like but, mid-80s at this point is when these came out. Yeah, it came out mid-80s to, to, I think the last one was made in 1991 or something. Okay. So, yeah, well, that's early. made another one, right? Which is crazy because I was around the time that Necromantic movies mm-hmm. were made, too. Oh, yeah. no, they made an American guinea pig. That's yeah, now there's the American guinea pig is series. This, I saw that. It's, just the same, it's not the same company, yeah? It's just... No, uh... Well, because Stephen Bureau, the owner of Unearthed Films, uh, got the you know he got the titles because that's the box set that got released right. early two thousands. So he you know he has a, a deal with some of them, and he got as much permission as he could because some of these people don't want anything to do with them anymore, obviously. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know he's he's as far into the guinea pig license as you can be for an American. So. Uh, he's kind of taking off his own. He got the rights to the logo, I think, and, and now he made first he made uh, Bouquet of Guts and Gore, followed by Bloodshock, which is now being followed by Song of Solomon, which is like an their version of The Exorcist. Huh. And then uh, they just got a pickup, which everyone every other one of those was in studio, but uh, they just got an, a pickup from Italy called Sacrifice. Hmm. So, so there's there's four American guinea pigs technically now, and wow. the older guinea pigs. Um, there's not just you know, the flower, flesh, and blood one. There's like six of them, right? Right, right, right. Yes. right. Yeah, and my favorite one is Mermaid in a Manhole. Probably because <laughs> I'm an artist, but yeah. and I love mermaids. Um, okay, so going down to my list, uh, Visitor Q would be another one I'd mention. I don't know if that's like mainstream or not, but it's... Yeah, absolutely. Takashi Miyake. We, 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 we did yeah. a whole show on Miyake. You did, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we started the show with each of the killers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, 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 uh, yeah, Another one that I have, I don't know who, I can't think who did this, but a uh, French movie called In My Skin. Mm. 
which is about a girl that is like sl- kind of like tastes herself at one point and then she slowly starts like eating herself and it is pretty gruesome um and pretty low budget uh, and one that I really want to mention that I have to is called Necrophiles. Uh, it was actually filmed in our hometown. And that's spelled like X-Files, not like, uh, not, with a not like, yeah, not yeah, like yeah, the yeah. plural of Necrophile, but like X-Files, Necrophiles. Right, <laughs> Necrophiles, yeah. yes. And that one is about this rapist that turns into a zombie with this giant dick, like boner running around town with a boner raping people and like... Uh, there's like a baby doll flying around and making weird noises, like and it, but it's in our hometown and it's so weird to watch and be like, oh, I know that street. Like, like they're desecrating a graveyard right next to my work. It's like right next to our house. Yeah, like yeah, they're like peeing in a graveyard on a fake baby. It's funny. Right, wow. and we actually, yeah, we got to see this movie once at a bar with the guy that made it, and it's like pretty. I had to like reach to find it. Like it was kind of yeah. underground. Yeah. It, yeah, it's about as dumb as it gets. Oh honestly. sure. Oh, it's so. No, stupid. I mean it's worse. No, no, no. I, I see. I've seen this, and it's okay. It's, okay. Yeah, it's like worse it's than all this and more. Yeah. yeah. But it's all so cool that yeah. it was an Olympia. It's got it's got heart, but it, at the same time, Todd Churchland produced it, so it has no heart at all. Let, 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 let me ask this. Okay, for somebody who doesn't live up here, do they need to watch it? Uh, probably maybe if you, not. If you like shot on video movies, <laughs> then you gotta watch it. Right. If you like shot on video horror, then okay, it's a okay. must. Clearly. Another one. All right, let me step right. it up a second. Clearly, of the four of us, three of us have seen it. So there you go. Go yeah, ahead. There you go. All right. <laughs> There's a flying baby doll. Like it's funny. Like watch it at a party or something. Yeah, it's a great party movie. Well, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Another one that I'll mention is Red Room One and Two. Yeah. 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 Yeah, those are pretty fucking shocking. Which are also shot on VHS. <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with you? Or mini DV. Um, yeah, those are pretty fucking shocking movies. They're yeah. funny. They're yeah. funny. Yeah, makes yeah. it okay somehow. That's uh, Daisuke Yamanuchi, I think is his I name. Mm, I had it down here in a second. Well, keep talking. Oh, Daisuke Yamamoto. Okay. Uh. Or something like that. Yeah, he did uh, Muzani, Kyoko versus Yuki, and uh, yeah, Muzani is one of the nastiest. It's like a, a menstrual fetish uh, slasher torture porn thing that came out. It's uh-huh. shot mini DV. That was like the worst. Um, Kyoko versus Yuki's hilarious, but yeah, that director's just off the wall. <laughs> porno and the worst gore. He mixes porno and gore. So. Um. Uh. It, it sort of, for some reason, I st- uh, Fred Vogel's name comes into my head with August Underground. Yeah. Um, a lot of times when I meet people that are into a lot of this stuff, that's that's one of the names that gets bandied about. Sure. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan. I think it's again, it's it's like you talk about about how he he gets films made. He's always working. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's kind of like I don't uh, own any of them, but kind of like Ted V. Michaels. You know, yeah. it was like like. I know the guy, and you know, or, I'm not crazy about his films, but God damn it, he's working. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's, I think with Fred, it comes more to the power of his work. Mm. Um, he put a lot of his personal life on the line in order to get those things out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lost a lot of, of friends and family speaking to him, and 
I think he lost his job and you know, it was a huge uphill struggle and if you watch those movies like he had a real eye for something that that has hasn't been done that way before. It's, it it's definitely has its philosophy, disturbed. yeah. Yeah, I get, uh, it has brings, its perspective. Which brings up the question, is it worth it? Mm. You know? Well, uh, that's it, a personal way. It's a personal for, for every person. It, it, it's it, for every person, it's going to be different, right? A different answer. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yep. Were we going around with what our... We can go around, yeah. Or, or we can just let someone run with the ball, whichever. I'm really not... <laughs> I'll, I'll go off Tori's last one. We can maybe all go in on it because she had one more, and, and it's on my list too. But it's Inside. Yeah, the that's my movie. last one. <laughs> I didn't see that. I yeah. love this film. It was on my list. I really and, do love this. I think it breaks down a little at the end, but man, talk about a philosophy. Uh, which part did you think it broke down at? Uh, with it, it ends very conveniently. Yeah, I'll say that. But I think up until then. Um, it's got jaw-dropping moments. The chopsticks yeah. are jaw-dropping. Do you think the it, level of violence with the, against a pregnant woman is, is as well? Is Well, I was going to say, do you think that, because that's, the, uh, that's the, the, the criticism that we hear time and time and time and again, is it breaks down at the end. Mm-hmm. The ending it always seems to be the weak point of a film. Do you think that that comes from people trying to tie up everything, or do you think? Uh, why do you think that is? Why? How why? often do you listen to the last song on the CD? <laughs> right. Exactly. You know what I mean. Yeah, it depends yeah. on the last song. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, some movies the studio just jacks the movie from them at the end, and they have no, they have no. I mean, they, you know, sometimes you just gotta let it go. I mean, the void that just came out. Did you guys see that? No. I have seen The Void. Well, the I end just felt like it just got wrapped up in a bow, but it was so beautiful. Like, uh, sometimes there's just so much to love I about it. I just kind of had to just be like, okay, sure. well, that was really easy, but, you know, it looks awesome, so let's just, you know, uh, I'm not going to downgrade it for that. And, yeah, you know, absolutely. it happens. Fucking A. Well, I it's think... really hard to have it be a climax. It's hard to have the movie escalate all the way to the credits. You know? Well, I think it's the same. It's it's not indicative of just film because how many times do you hear the same thing about a book right. or right or whatever? It's hard. It's easy to create a mess because that's what the establishment of conflict is, right? It's easy sure. to make a mess. Cleaning it up takes a lot more, yeah, judiciousness. Um, I think that a lot of times when you have to write yourself out of something, it's really easy to that cool shit that you did in the beginning you suddenly realize that, wait a minute, all of that stuff has ramifications towards right. the end. And it, you know, and it, 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 a lot of it depends whether you're going for classic three-act structure and all that other stuff. So there's yes. that. But the problem is, is that I think a lot of times people are so busy doing cool shit that they – it's like it happens in King books all the time. As you're reading a Stephen King book, there's a point where you, he, you know he realizes – Oh, I need to wrap this up. Right. And, and so or, or we can go back to, you know, Bleeding Ham. Uh, you see some of the best fucking things ever there. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they just don't know how to end it because it's short film form. Mm-hmm. So they only ha- they have these limitations to work, work in. And sometimes they only have a certain amount of time because they have a deadline, you know. Right. So, you know, you see a lot of these movies that look like the endings aren't finished or, or maybe they had a cool monster. Like, mm-hmm. I made a movie for Bleeding Ham. It didn't really have an ending, but it had a cool monster. 
and it won some awards. But yeah. you know, it, it probably could have had an ending that made well, perfect sense. But it, it was what it was, you know, and and it's hard in a short film to to have a powerful twist or impact at the end. I would yeah. I would say I would say to people who are looking at doing short films to almost think of your ending first, mm. like that that's that's the thing is like you know it's like you you kind of think of the situation and then you come up with an ending. And then build your film backwards from yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's why I was thinking of it as like building a bridge. You know, they build a bridge from both sides to the right. middle, and and you've got to know where you're going so that you don't like. I, I hear people all the time go, you know, I just write, and when it ha- whatever comes to me, it sort of gets put on the page. It's like, wow, that's like going driving and not having a map. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. practicing. That's, yeah. that, well, that, I mean, it's good to free write. I think that's that's important. But it is like, important. But if you have a goal, like uh, it's good to have you know to know what the goal, the actual end game is, mm-hmm. uh, before you you make that long exactly. trek. Exactly. <laughs> because yeah. I've done it before and it's well, terrible. Well, we've all we've all done projects <laughs> where we we had a particular shot or a particular scene or in mind, and that that's what drove the project. And then you realize, oh, I can't just do that. I have to, like, build stuff around it, you know. So, like, like for me, there was a story that I wrote about uh, a, a, a guy who's hunting these killers. And it was all built around. I just wanted to see this one shot of a guy jumping in the air, kind of doing a jump rope. Thing, but with a but with a two handed saw, and as he jump roped over this person, he cut off their head. <laughs> sure. And yeah, and, and that was the only the only. That's thing all you that, had. That was it. Yeah, exactly. Like I, oh, I, I know. Trying to figure out like how do I build a story around this one I'm, shot? I'm I'm forty thousand words into something. I realized that I was, <laughs> there was a backpack that I needed to include. And I didn't, yep. so I got to go back. Yeah, that happens with movies too. A character forgets to throw their coat off, and they're right. wearing it. You know, it's so. like God damn it, damn it. <laughs> um, any more? Because I got a slew of them. I actually have. Uh, I have go, a ton too. Don't go crazy. I'm not going crazy because we'll we'll spend a whole evening talking about gore. Right, so like. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll fire off. Uh, do you want to do uh, uh, one at a time or, or go through a whole list? Uh, I don't know. Let's just mention one and then Langley will go, I guess, and then I'll go. Okay, and, and I'll just say I'll add just some say. more because I'm sure there's some shit that's going to occur to her. Sure, yeah, yeah uh, I'll say a Serbian film. Yeah, that's a big. That's the big footprint in all this. That's the thing. Yes. Like, every time I'm, I'm somewhere and somebody says, hey, man, what's the film that you don't want to tell people about or you want to tell people about and see what the reaction is and it's always a Serbian film yep that's basically the one that you can it used to be Human Centipede for about a year until I think Human Centipede came out first I think yeah it did yeah yeah yeah, and uh, that that was the one for a little bit. It was before that it was two girls one cup or something sure but uh, right and then uh yeah, so then now a Serbian film, it's it's nothing's topped it, and I think that was 2010 or 2011 or something. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, um, that's that's huge. Isn't well, it crazy that six years have gone by and nobody's topped that yet? Well, here's, <laughs> here's the thing about a Serbian film is for me, a Serbian film uh, pisses me the fuck off. Sure. It makes me mad. Well, I think that's what it, it wants what to it's, do. Yeah, exactly. Sure, sure. And um, so whenever I find somebody that's like, oh man, I love that movie. I'm like, in, my, in the back of my head, I'm like, I don't want to hang out with I you. I want to know why. Yeah, why? That's why I want why? to know why. why. It's the same way when someone says, like, they love American History X. Especially the first part. Right, exactly. <laughs> you like, kind of go, mm, are you hold on into a second. it because hold on of a the white yeah. supremacy? This needs a little elaboration. Be, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, that's one of those ones that I had to not watch because I know enough about it. So I'm probably the only one here that hasn't seen that one. Which one? Which one? A Serbian film. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. yeah. I, I, I know enough about it. I pretty much know everything about it. I just uh, choose not to watch it. That's so. okay. Now it's mythologized in, in your thinking. It's probably right. worse in my head. No, absolutely. Yeah. You're, you'd watch it now and go, yeah, all right. Yeah. What was the, I thinking? A Human yeah. Centipede was beautiful movie to me. I liked the first one. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think that that was, like, oh. gross. It's gross, but it's not... The worst thing I've ever seen, like yeah. by a long shot. Um, I'd say, uh, i say, uh, Serbian film was the closest to Human Centipede three. Mm. Oh, yeah, uh, totally, yeah, totally, yeah, and yeah, visually. Yeah, 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 I've not seen Human Centipede three. It's like a, it's, it's like a DIY. It's one of those comedies one. that are so dark that they're not comedies, mm-hmm. sort of. Yeah. yeah. What's yeah, that yeah. dude's name? Tom Six. Tom or? Six. Tom Six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Dieter Laser and. And uh, the whole gang. <laughs> you know, you, you talked about uh, it being a beautiful film. Um, it, that brings up to me always, what, what I think is a, I get a lot of weird looks about this one, but I think it's a beautiful film, and that's Aftermath. Not just Sarah's Aftermath. Dude, it's, Aftermath it's, is, it's one of those movies that confronts this type of uh, subject matter beautifully. There's no breaks on that film. No. There's and and for me, what's more important, even though I, I as much as I think Aftermath is a is a, is a one a good I don't want to say a wonderful film, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's a it's a fun film, is that its companion piece Genesis is one of my favorite pieces of film of all time. Okay. It's oh, uh, a lot of good things. Oh, just as far as filmmaking. In yeah. Canada. There, there's no there's none of what we're talking about. Right, here. right, right, right. But it's a beautiful film. You can find right. it on YouTube. In a, and that's Nacho Serda. Mm-hmm. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hasn't done anything else, has he? Uh, he did the Awakening for After Dark Horror Fest, and he's been doing oh, wow. documentaries. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird, but uh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, he sure knows how to capture a subject, <laughs> dude. Uh, if you uh, there, a if you go on Amazon, there in one of the Carpenoctum books, there's a big interview. I, I did a huge interview with that guy. And if to be honest, though, if you go on Google and look up Nacho Serda Carpenoctum, um, mm-hmm. it's on Google Pages. Um, and he, and he it all came about is because he sat in on an autopsy. And he went, yeah. holy right. shit. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I think that film is shot so beautifully, and the use of music is so important. And um, the fact that no one is, no one in that, on that set is going, maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> right. No, exactly. and it's weird because it feels like a film and not a porn. Agreed. And, yeah. and for what it is, uh, it should feel like a porn, like, 
you know, if you have put that in the hands of any of the other directors we've been talking about tonight, it would look a lot different. Agreed. So, agreed. Um, Absolutely agreed. You, um, I'd say Martyrs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Martyrs yeah. is uh, the, the original, not the remake. Has right. anyone it, seen the, the original? Uh, the original is like. Did you what, guys see it? Two thousand eight or something. No, we're, the original. We're not going to waste it. Or I'm not going to waste my time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel the same way. Because I, yeah. I don't like the original. Um, oh really? I thought, was, I thought it was pointless. Mm, I oh. really like the ending <laughs> of this of this film. I really like once we get to the beatification and and all of that stuff. Um, uh, uh, I think it's uh it's really hitting on really rich ground. Yeah. A lot of the early stuff. Not so much, like the setup. With, but you have to get there to get to where we end right, up. Right, exactly. I think the I idea just, of this film is solid. Go ahead. I just feel I feel like it's it's a bit too... Uh, their reasoning, it, it just felt like so much work for such a complex thing that really doesn't matter too much. And I, I just... It just felt like a lot of work for nothing. And that, like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe these people are crazy, but it was just trying to... Trying to, I don't know. It just did not resonate with me whatsoever. Oh, I, I like all the so other. So much with me. Yeah. I like all the other French uh, hardcore films Crazy. a lot more than yeah. that. Yeah, I think it's funny. I have. It's got good gore. I'll give mm-hmm. it. I'll give it the gore. Yeah, for sure. yeah that's key back to the special effects. The gore resonated. And with I, I like that everyone says that like that like that's the one torture porn they film they can watch because it's so powerful mm-hmm. and right. uh, and really. Uh, it's not that much different, have, you know. Yeah. I have it friends really, that are yeah. what we'll call people of faith, and that this film really resonated with them as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of weird mm-hmm. that way. Tori, let me ask you a question. Uh, do you find yourself, when you're watching extreme horror films, do you find yourself watching the the film for the film's sake, or do you find yourself watching it for how do we do that? How do we do that? How do we do that? I have found myself falling more into watching it as a film lately. Like, I had a recent experience where I was watching something, and I was like, oh, i got to stop. Like, I'm going to puke. And I had to, like, take a cigarette break. And I was like, wait, this is spe- – I do this. Like, these are special mm-hmm. effects. Not real. Like, why are you getting so sick by this? Right. Um, but, yeah, I guess then I switch into the mindset of, like, okay, how'd they do this? Now i got to think about, like – so I guess I do go back and forth. Okay. I wondered because, like, for me, uh, torture porn films, um, splatter films, really are not my thing. I, I've done plenty of those jobs because that's what, you know, that's what the job dictated. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's about monsters. I like monsters. I like making monsters. Um, but... Uh, but as far as you know, gore itself, I'm not a big fan because like I've seen lots of it in real life, and and I'm just kind of like, sure. Yeah, it oh. brings you know it brings to mind you know unpleasant memories, and uh, right. there's a little bit of PTSD there, um, and I I so I have to kind of divorce myself, and that's I guess that was my that's what my question was about. It's like. How much do you divorce yourself from what you well you really got it, right? Know? And yeah, exactly. It's like anything. It's like 
tra- uh, trauma surgeons. You gotta compartmentalize. Right. I remember my friend got stabbed to death uh, a couple years ago, and the next, I think, two the next day, I, I noticed I was listening to a song in the car about licking blood off of a knife after stabbing a bunch of people, and I yeah. was like, well, you know, it's it's music, and it's something that happened to my friend. So, so if something that deep and personal can happen and I can listen to a song talking about a fantasy situation about the killer behind that situation, I feel like that's a healthy way to look at things. Hmm. Yeah, sure. it's an art. It's different. And it's like, yeah. But, but you know, once once you start blending the two, then uh, you need to to tell somebody immediately, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't it's true. You know. Yeah, you should tell somebody right away. Right on. Um, but you know, uh, oh, did you say go on or hold on? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, uh, I thought it was uh, okay. Yeah, but you know, my whole life I've I've watched disturbing things and and listened to. Uh, I've always gone for the hardest thing I could find when it comes to everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I, you know, I started with Evil Dead. That was one of the first horror movies I ever saw, and it's pretty hardcore for you know for the starter movies you know sure. if you put it against the Romero films and and uh the Friday 13th I'd say Evil Dead 1 is 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 pretty frightening for kids agreed but ever since then I don't think you know I don't think I could have really been scared of a movie in my life that I can remember where I've like had to turn it off or whatever um so I don't really know what that feeling is like yet yeah. And uh, if I like go to haunted houses, I don't get scared. So, you know, I, I just have a little bit different of a brain, and I think maybe I seek out the more extreme stuff because it's not really fear. It's just qu- maybe more questioning, or it makes me double think certain things. Um, it may- it just makes my mind work. I would mm-hmm. say sure. And, and it, even if it's something really low uh, low brow, it's I feel like it's still making my mind work in some way that other things don't. Yeah. Hmm. And it seems like a brain killer, but really I feel like, in a way, it you are desensitizing yourself away, in a way, but at the same time, you're, you know, you're opening your mind to new things, too, so... Right. Well, even, like, with a movie like Martyrs, I mean, that movie's going to stick with me forever, and I just think that... There are some movies that do stick with you forever. Oh, absolutely. I still carry around Calvair. Yeah. Oh, sure. Oh. But, you know, that's, the, that's what makes it a good movie is that it had an impact. No, it's, it, it was I, just like, I, remember getting, like, hit with a hammer. That that movie, have you ever seen Calvair? Yeah. Calvair is out of, out of control. I tell, you the, I tell you the movie, and this is going to sound so pedestrian, the movie that first hit me with a ball-ping hammer was King it. Kong. <laughs> Damn it, we need to work in King Kong into this episode. Damn Go it. Uh, no, the first movie that kind of hit me with a ball peen hammer was Alien. Yeah. Right? Sure. Um and it wasn't it wasn't the chestburster scene. Mhm. And I so what? Alien came out in 79, so I'm 12 years old. Sure. And when Ash gets his head knocked off. Oh, sure. That sent an electric jolt through me yeah. that was similar yet different uh, to the first time I saw Bruce Lee in a film. Sure. 
Well, it's and like you know, it's the first, it's the first your first experience. Yeah, it's like, like holy shit, what the sure, fuck sure. is going on? What is all this milk shit coming out of his neck? <laughs> it's a flawless I'm movie. I'm just like, yeah, wow. And that's why it's that's why it's so effective. That's why it scares the shit out of so many people is because you can't poke a hole in that movie. Right. The effects hold up today. It's been remastered a few times, so now it looks like a brand new movie. Right. But it's it's going to live forever, and it's timeless, and the effects were so well done that you can't see anything that you can pick apart on it. And exactly. so out of the box. Like, I remember the first time seeing Giger's monster, and you're just like, what is that? What is that? Yeah, It was exactly. so mind-blowing. The jockey? Both, no, no. Yeah, both well, the jockey, the jockey and is the alien. The most confusing thing I've ever seen in my whole life. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. My whole childhood was trying to figure out what the fuck that what the was. What is the jockey? They never explained it. Yeah. Well, now you know. Now you know. Now they do. Uh, and I loved Alien Covenant for the record. Dude, thank you. I'm giving you a virtual high five over the internet. Bam. Woo! I, I, I loved it. I, don't I can't understand. wait to see it again. I don't understand people who are like hating on, on these movies, both Prometheus and Alien Covenant. I just don't get it. I'm like, look, you motherfuckers. <laughs> look. Well, I haven't seen it, so well, we're going to get to it. <laughs> hey, I, uh, I won't go off on it. I'll be back on for the Alien episode. There we yeah, go. Yeah. Please, there, yeah. There's an Alien episode back about six or eight months Yeah, here. we'll do another we'll one. We'll do another one. Um, I want to also throw out the name of Gaspar No, who did uh, I oh, Stand shit. Alone and Irreversible. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Guy's, that guy's got a pretty big footprint as well. Yeah. Even, like, Enter the Void. What's that? That's my favorite. Enter the Void's my favorite from him. Yeah. It's so creative. Yeah. It's, it's, it was like, I can't say it's inspirational because nobody should try to do those camera <laughs> techniques or, or you're just going to look like a hack. Because right. he kind of looks like a hack already. Because he's, he's, he's flexing his muscles the whole time. Sure. Right. It's a nice little brochure on DMT, too. Yeah. You yeah, watch yeah, that and go, yeah, I want to yeah. do that. Oh, I've, I've wanted to do DMT ever since I've seen that oh, movie. Oh, absolutely. But things but, like, uh, like Irreversible and like I'm, I Stand I'm Alone. I'm a huge fan of Irreversible. It's, it's, That's another one of those titles when you say that, people go, really? Yeah, I know. They look at you weird, yeah. <laughs> but I, you know what? I'll tell you what. One of my favorite movies that touches on this stuff and i and i do mean touches on it's not a a, an extreme horror film by any stretch of the imagination um i love dearly man bites dog oh sure man bites dog i think it's in this same that's an extreme movie yeah i think it's an extreme movie because i would say that third act gets pretty dark to to the disturbing level With, with the pregnant lady yes and yeah 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 yes yeah, it's intense but because even the kills aren't even that that disturbing but once you get to the to the lady and the when the cast and crew just flip a 180 mm-hmm. and you're like wow uh these guys uh you know because they seemed objective at first yeah but then but then once they become one with the subject man you're they like, become uh, i also think that by because the audience has been on the journey with them that right. the audience in a weird way gets a little complicit as gets, well. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they have a, it's like they don't. I mean, even though they can't say anything, they don't say anything. You know yeah, exactly. I mean? yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy stuff. And, there, and there's uh, another example of found footage horror uh, prior to the '90s. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. And you know, uh, I stand alone. Um, I, I I've always thought a great double feature would be that in Old Boy. 
Oh, sure. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, I, I'll uh, have fun with that, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I guess my I guess my question to wrap this stuff up is, why is... Well, I got lots more titles. I got a ton more titles. Oh, we got we have a ton more titles, but we also have news and all the yeah, other yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can do this all night long. Um, oh, speaking of that. Yes. All night long, one, two, and three. Um, that was on my list. <laughs> those yeah. those and, are and, great. And by the way, uh, those are very, very, very... Uh, they're, they're not known for being... I think they're on the top of the list for disturbing movies of all time. The first three of those. Uh-huh. There's six of them. The first three are so messed up. Um, yeah. You know, and I'm putting it, it up against all the other ones, it, too. It, it, it addresses what is called dub-style violence, and the idea is that any social order will find its weakest and pick on it. Sure. And they will continue to pick on it until it gets too egregious, and that outcast, for want of a better word, will respond with violence, and its response is way over the top. Yeah, It's, it's the guy be... who shoots a, a fellow student, not because of what he said at the moment, but what he said over the last six months. Right, exactly. And they're, I agree with you, they're, they're muscly as hell. Um, like, like what I did there? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I was going to say, so that, so it brings to the it brings up the question, why? Why do we care? Why do we... So, um, you used a, a term a second ago, Ian, um, disturbing. Why disturbing films? Why do we do this? Why do because we... Go ahead. I, I can answer that right away. Yeah. Um, there, I think there's multiple reasons. Uh, I think one is comfort and one is discomfort. Mm. I think... The comfort is because we live in such cushy lives nowadays. We, it's not like third world country where you're watching your back. I mean, we have danger, but, you know, that's crime and stuff. But we're not worried about the day-to-day I'm going to get killed on a, on a minute-to-minute, hour-to-hour basis. So having that that fear or that lack of control, some people are thrill-seekers, so they kind of go for that on different levels. And then there's the discomfort where I feel like people have so much pain, anger, sickness that they need some sort of uh, catharsis mm, to take sure. their mind off of that. And uh, that, that, can get, that can go really – and uh, I think people, whether it be the S&M community, uh, body modification, um, a lot of people – or just something visual like disturbing horror films and stuff. I, people can take it too far, but as long as they're doing things with consent and they're doing things legally, um, I I think that there's a safety there that lets you take yourself to a certain line without without you know going off the deep end. Right. I think that it's a uh, I think that there's a uh, inherent um, need or outlet. For at least for some people, uh, well, I think it's this type part of, of this is that we do live, as, as you say, these lives of comfort. Right. But that's only recently woven into our DNA is 
avoid the dinosaur, avoid the mountain lion, avoid right. the bear. The and thing we that's going to eat you. Yeah, we don't get that anymore, right. but it's still part of our 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 conditioned response on right. a like, sort of... But we, 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 still, <laughs> but we still put our hands in front of, you know you know, dogs' mouths or, or, or stand on the tip of a balcony, you know, yeah, to, to get that feeling. We do that. Yeah. Now, so, and I think humans have probably been doing that since the beginning. Agreed. We Agreed. do stupid things to put ourselves in fear in order to get endorphins into our brain. Sure. Right. Sure, sure. The other thing I would say in all of this is when when you look at the fact that the majority of the audience of these kinds of films tend to be fairly young, um, because if you get if you meet a guy that's into a very extreme cinema and he's in his like sixties like me, you want to look at that guy a lot. He's, he's a weird but dude. Much <laughs> like a lot of the draw, what I think is the draw to a lot of this kind of stuff is the idea that if the thing I hear most as youth, as a as a, as be someone who is young, is dying, and if I can brush up against that enough, familiarize familiarize myself with that sort of experience it be it, it's like a, a hot bath it you, you inure yourself to right. it and it gets easier and easier you to get, get your head around it yeah. you, you get over the initial holy shit when my throat gets lit this happens and, right. and let, let your mind move on to i think other things it's like the it's like we talk about it all the time it's like oh shit i've been hit in the nose yeah it sucks yeah but I'm still here. Yeah, I got to move on. I can, I can, I can yeah, keep. So. I can. But, I, but I do seem it's like it's like the old, you know, um, banged up or 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 gore dot com or whatever it used to be. Right, right, right. A lot of that audience was fairly young. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Um. Well, one thing I had just to flip flip the board a little bit. Um. So as somebody that seeks disturbing and and, and probably scarier stuff than what most people are used to, uh, I got a question for. Maybe the listeners and maybe you guys, hmm. um, if you can't take it too far on a normal basis and you're into stuff more like Freddy Krueger, Frankenstein, um, you know, you know, monsters, the, the fantasy aspects of horror and the fun, the fun sides, which, you know, personally, I like that stuff more than the disturbing mm-hmm. horror stuff. I, I prefer, you know real horror as most people would call it but I, I think it's all real horror but you know what scares you like what parts of the horror movies are scary is there a scary aspect to it anymore now that you guys are older but you don't cross over to the disgusting disturbing messed up stuff how what movies do give you that fear or that icky like oh shit like that's crossing a line but it's not at the same time you know what i mean yeah 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 it's hard i yeah. mean because age kind of... Well, they're, the, they're the, the constants. We're all afraid. Everyone's afraid of dying. Everyone's afraid of death. There's always that. Sure. Lately, I find... You know, I go through these phases and stuff. And, and one that key, I keep coming back to lately is is the quiet stuff. The the ghost stories, the old sure. dark house stories and stuff like that. Where uh, The things that can affect you when you're sitting alone. Which happens a lot, <laughs> um, but I, but it, I think it's such an, an individual thing, you know, where some people haven't come to terms with death and dying, and so yeah. that's what really fears them. Some people, we just saw a thing where someone was burnt burnt up, and my wife was like, "Oh my god, that's like the my biggest fear." Right, it's that's like, a horrible wow. thing, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember when I was working in the prison, we had a dude who um, had gas poured on him. And lit on fire because he he was a snitch, and uh, his life 
from there on out was horrible because his nerve sure. endings were so damaged. He was mm-hmm. just racked in constant pain all the time. Yeah, that's a horrible thing. You know, that would be a fear for me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. As far as movies go, the only movie that I can think of, I can think of two movies that have affected me in some way. Uh, as far as this stuff goes. And one is Jaws. I am deathly afraid of big things in the water. (laughs) Dude, it can be a stump. It can be a pier. It can be a boat. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's a big thing in the water, it freaks me the fuck out. And Mm -hmm. the other other thing also tied into Jaws is dark water. Water where I can't see very far. Yeah. Have, you seen the, have you seen the bay? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The bay yeah, is that's a, a good one. awesome that's a good movie. One. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Um, the other movie that and 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 it it only affected me. Uh, I would say Jaws gave me a long term effect. Uh, something that gave me a short term effect. This is the only movie that ever made me have a dream or a nightmare that made me wake up. Um, and I don't even remember the name of it now. Good God job. damn it. Um, I'm going to say Rattlers. Was that the name of it? It was a There's movie about snakes. Yeah, rattlesnakes. And sure. And uh, I saw it when I was like, I don't know. That sounds like during the whole nature run amok. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I saw it when I was like nine at the drive-in. And so I woke I remember waking up in the middle of the night with this rattlesnake like striking me in the <laughs> face. But beyond that, everything else has been... How do I do that? How do I do that? Even yeah, as a yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There, it, there it is, that filter again. What about yeah. you? I turn that question back on you guys. Yeah, um, well, I think now that I, I've pushed the limits or whatever, I don't really look for extreme stuff in movies anymore because nothing is extreme to me anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watch extreme films when, when they're good or when I'm suggested. I actually have uh, my friends over at uh, Chris and Luke over at Bind Torture Cast, which is another podcast. They do uh, indie, art house, and foreign horror films. Mm-hmm. Um, and they talk about movie. They do one movie a week and stuff that nobody usually have, has heard of. So <laughs> I, I found out about a lot of a lot of the movies I'm talking about tonight and and stuff from them. And um, yeah, I mean it's it's. Every once in a while, I'll see something that's like really well crafted. That that's a hardcore film and like really well done. But I don't look for shock anymore because it's nothing's going to shock me. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and, and at a certain um, point, it's like you got to get back to story, right? It's all fun and games, but ultimately, it's, it's about story. It's it's all about the filmmaking, and if it's got some if it's got some nastiness in it, then thank goodness for that. Mm-hmm. But. You know, at the same time, it's like, to me, personally, um, Larry Cohen movies and Greg Arakai movies are, are way harder for me to watch than anything horror, so. Really? I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, Larry Cohen movies are, are you know, you look at Bully, Kids, um, um, stuff like that, I mean, it's just so real to life, and, you Teenage know, I know caveman. people... <laughs> yeah, uh, Ken Park. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that one. Um, he's he's just done. He's I'd say everything. I haven't seen Teenage Game. Everything I've seen from him is pretty disturbing. And then uh, uh, Mysterious Skin from Greg Akari, Akari or Akari or whatever was pretty pretty hardcore too, in my opinion. But it's stuff that it touches on on like uh, for me 
Uh, stuff that touches, uh, you know, on, on sexual violence in real life is, is pretty hard. Law and Order, SVU, kind of yeah, is, is tough sure, for me sure, sometimes. Sure. I'm so it, down to with me, you on that. To me, the fact that the mainstream can can watch that all all day. And <laughs> see, but that is what my point. See, I can watch that all day, um, and I'm the one that won't watch uh, extreme sexual violence. Well, Ice T's in it, so I'll watch it. But. Right? No, see, I I just think but that as humans, that is Ice T. Yeah, I think it's humans that we we have to look at like the car crash and the, yeah, uh, we know, just have that morbid curiosity like in us as much as we don't want to admit it. The cool thing really about do. the cool thing about TV shows about that stuff though, like Criminal Minds, etc., is that they um, my bagel's done. Go ahead. Is that they <laughs> um, they wrap it up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's. It's all the thing that's interesting to me about SVU is that it's the longest running of the Law and Orders, and it's virtually made a career for um, uh, what's uh, Mariska Hargitay. Yeah, Mariska Hargitay, who is uh, Jane Mansfield's daughter. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I always feel that a little. Cast is fantastic. It's a great cast. It's a great. But it, but, but like most Law and Orders, I think when you see the famous person show up, yeah, they yeah. did it. You oh, know, yeah. they did it usually. Right. Yeah, yeah. usually. Um, but I agree. It's it's there's enough. If you, you uh, in some ways, you know, you don't need to look very far for monsters these days. No, you know? and you know, I, I'd say the public is getting in a, a taste of the extreme, and just in smaller doses, but more frequently because people are binge watching Law and Order and Walking Dead. Yeah. And um, right there, you're getting gore and rape, uh, just in small doses. Or and, they're looking at the headlines and seeing that so-and-so stabbed somebody so-and-so in the throat or that somebody yes. drove into a crowd of people mm-hmm. or right. et cetera, et cetera. Like every fucking day. Yeah. yeah. And, and I just like to take my dose all at once. Yeah. 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 Well, at least, at least when I, when I sign on to, you know, uh, um, some of these things, you know, American guinea pig, I know what I'm getting. It's, 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 and at the end of the film, it's like, yep, they, it delivered on all of its promises. Right. Where these days life has become so sideways that it's so hard to even, you know, just going to the store can be a, a, a an act. You know? Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's, it's uh, I have a couple of other titles that I, I promised myself I'd get to. Number one, okay. Man Behind the Sun. Yes. Oh fuck. Real dead bodies donated by the we Chinese so public. So many stories on that. Were used. Uh, yeah, people donated their families' dead bodies to that movie because they felt so strongly about the subject matter. Yep. Yeah, that they're they're more of that jaw dropping kind of like. Here's horrible. something that you guys need to know about me is that me and a friend of mine uh, ate a kielbasa sausage, a vegan kielbasa sausage, like Lady in the Tramp style, at the very moment that that guy's intestines shot out of his butthole <laughs> in the vacuum scene. Yeah. Uh. Cut yeah. to memories, right? <laughs> memories. I love her yeah, yeah. so much. Another one is 1986's uh, In the Glass Cage. Some of these uh, we talked fuck. about. At, uh, so that, that, that's number one on my most disturbing. Um, I think that's worse than Serbian film. Mm. Uh, to really? me, there's one scene that I like always... I've seen that movie four times and... Uh, I, it always gets me every what single is the time. Scene? It, it's just when he he starts luring uh, other people into the house and starts like 
like basically doing what the the Nazi general did to him right. on people that he's luring in the house. Because at first he's torturing the Nazi general that tortured him when he was a child. But uh, once his mind pretty much just is completely snapped at the end, and he's he turn, turns, he turns the the house into a, a concentration camp and starts right. luring people into it. So that's, that's when the movie it's a family takes film. It's, it is. It's coming. The feel good one that brings. Well, that 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 uh, brings to light the the idea of um, how much of this stuff is, uh, for some people, a fetish or an examination of uh, um, something that just happens in culture. Hmm. So I'm pretty submerged into the scene or whatever of of these people because, you know, a lot of them like my movies and I like a lot of their movies. Um, I do see speckled in some some weirdos, but it is the smallest percentage ever. Like they, they pop out, they get exposed and then they're gone. They, they get, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and we have those in the horror fan. It's almost like a homophobe or something like, we're like, right. Oh, that guy sucks. Let's just cast him out. And then you just never hear from him again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or somebody, you know, you know, reports well, them or something, but you know, people that, that get off on this stuff, they tend to keep it more, more, secret mm-hmm. you know i don't sure. th- i don't i don't think so somebody that gets off on on the nastiness of, of real death and and you know sexual assault i don't think they're going to be coming a lot of those people are going to be coming to horror conventions and mingling right. with us other folks it's you know too personal it's, it, it, right. it's, it's not it's, something that gets shared on a mass it's level real not, life for them yeah. exactly yeah. it's the uh, sandman comes to mind the s and m man well let me yeah. ask you this uh, uh before we get to news and <laughs> i got one more title uh, okay go you ahead got, you got one more title but let me ask you guys this before we get to news and and etc and tom's one more title what kind of movies do you guys dig that are not of this um, extremity flavor? Yeah. yeah. Oh fuck. Tori first. Like, 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 or, you like, want me to go first? Are you a big fan of ET? Are okay. you? You, you know what school. I mean? Go ahead. Well, obviously there is a few outside of the <laughs> horror genre that I like, but I, I'm. Unfortunately, just like horror movies, mostly, uh, something that Ian is frustrated with me a lot about is that I just always want to watch <laughs> He's horror. He's like, you don't like always Citizen always Kane? What's wrong with you? <laughs> like, I'm down to, like, That's reach outside movie. of that, but yeah. I've just always really been very much into horror. Um, she likes sci-fi. I do like she sci-fi. She likes fantasy. It has to be the right thing, I guess. No, but, okay, uh, okay, let me ask this. Tori, let me ask this. Are you a fan of... Uh, the Dark Crystal. Yes. Who's or, not? Okay. If exactly. someone's not, that's the guy. <laughs> I was the nineties. Punch in the face. I got right? her to watch Animal House like a year ago, and she, I don't think she's watched a comedy since. Oh my Dude, god! Come on. Comedies there was literally stupid. like that was like rape and terrorism. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> like none of that. I mean, I she's got a point. That but... did not fucking stand the test of time. Oh, I was no. like, none of this would fly right now. Yeah. Uh, okay. I agree. I I find most comedies not funny. Yeah, nah, so, I agree yeah, with that too. Tom is not a funny guy. Not a fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last title. 
Uh, Daniel Grau from 2010, a movie called Seven Days. It's kind of an art house film. I am unfamiliar oh, with Oh, I film. love that movie. A Can doc- you guys hear our dog barking? No. No, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, a doctor okay. seeks revenge by kidnapping, torturing, and killing the man who raped and murdered his young daughter. Okay, well, I'm behind and the premise. <laughs> oh, then you would love this movie. Okay, Wait, you cool. said Seventh Day? Seven Days. Okay, because there's another movie called Seventh Day that's a really good uh, serial killer film that will just fit an extreme uh, thing. And I think that's actually on Amazon Prime. I will will say this. I am all about the the movie that, like, uh, validates my need to (laughs) fucking clean up shit. So (laughs) Even human shit. Yeah, so, so if it comes to, you know, like... It's really good. It's like kind of an art house thing. Yeah, cool. it's more intellectual. Is vengeance, than, is vengeance but there's delivered. lots of like pliers in the mouth. Yeah, is vengeance delivered? Oh yeah. Oh fuck it, I'm, I'm I'm there. I think uh, Langley. I watched the Spanish film Daddy's Little Girl. Tori and I oh, watched that, and it's ex- it's really extreme. But it, you're wanting, you're rooting for the extremeness. Do I it, get it, to do I get to fucking punch the fucking dude in the face? Yes. All right. Yes. Cool. All right. But I, don't watch Landmine Goes Click. Oh. <laughs> I love these little bombs he's leaving. Oh yeah, watch that. But don't watch that, knowing full well we're gonna go. What was that title? Wait, wait a minute. Uh, what was that? I, I read your. I scanned your brain over over the internet, so <laughs> so I, I can give you a movie list. Uh, All right, cool. Uh, so wrapping up, um, where what's you, you said? You guys are working on some new short stuff. And are, have we missed anything? I, I think we got that pretty. Close. No, we we yeah. we've covered all that shit. Um. Uh, so you got this new stuff that you're gonna submit in the bleeding hand. Oh my god, I'm so fucking excited! And yeah, uh, uh, Weed Wolves is actually not even a short film. It's actually a teaser trailer. I feel like I should mention that. Oh, that's uh, great. Yeah, our other one, Dawn of the Fly, was supposed to be a teaser trailer and and or like Dude. not a teaser trailer, fake trailer. Sorry. Yeah, fake trailer. Fake trailer. Sorry. <laughs> um. But yeah, we were gonna make two fake trailers, but they're starting to just look like short films now. Yeah. So like I mean, film too much. it's kind of one of those yeah. things where you make your decision. Remember uh, Bazooka Bear or whatever the fuck that thing yeah, was? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, kind of like that, but horror. Yeah. Fucking a, man. Right on. I, you know, it. I, I'm gonna be honest here. It pisses me off whenever people do something like Bearzooka, and and. <laughs> And everybody loves it, it be, uh, for obvious reasons. But it's like, God damn it, that's not a movie. <laughs> and, and we are restricted by uh, time limits. Um, so, I'm very excited. All right. Yeah. Uh, give us your, your, you're on YouTube. Where else can people find your stuff? Yeah, check us out on YouTube, Bracken Basement Productions. Uh, I think the username is Manowar Kills because I haven't been able to change it yet. <laughs> so, uh, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, you can just look up our names on Facebook, Ian Bracken, Tori Bracken. Uh, we're on Instagram. I'm Bracken Basement on there. She's Tori oh, yeah. Bracken. Tori yeah. Um, yeah, That's- we have. What's That's that? Ian I A N and Tori T O R I, right? Correct. Okay. Yes. And uh, late summer we'll have a DVD coming out with the whole collection on it. I'm also releasing like a uh, like a, a I don't know what you call it a full version with all of them and the wraparound. 
So mm. it's like the anthology film version, and that's going to be on VHS, and um, obviously you can get that on the DVD with the rest of it, but Wait, you can get... Whoa, 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 whoa. You're going to release that on VHS? Hell yes, yeah, yes. you heard that, right? Releasing, sorry, I should have mentioned that. Uh, so, that, yeah, when I was saying I was going to have the wraparound with Paul, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, so that whole thing is is going... You can watch that on your DVD, but you can also get a VHS version of that, of all the stuff playing through with the wraparound. Oh, that's, that's great. Very cool. That's very yes. smart. Very, very cool. Very smart. Yeah, all right, yeah. all right on. All right, so we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a minute. Uh, wait till you hear this. So we're back, and we're going to go through our news and assorted stuff. First, as always, people die. Hey, people die every fucking week. God damn it. Uh, sometimes not. We've had a couple of... Yeah, um, we've had a couple of weeks for it. First name, Molly Peter. She was in Thunderball. Generic sort of 60s sure. actress. She sure, did sure, a couple sure. of other things. Yeah, but you know, I... It's, it's another milestone, you know. It's the hard people for you me. see. And you think you see a woman like this, and you think ah, I jacked up to you. Like, yeah, exactly. undoubtedly at some point. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Anyway, um, another <clears throat> another one, Elena Verduga. She was the nurse. This is going to have no resonance with you guys at all. <laughs> the Brackens. Um, Elena. Can we just spilled beer all over me? <laughs> oh, awesome. Um, Elena Sorry, Verduga. It was really good. It was oh. so funny. She was the nurse in Marcus Quell, BMD. Oh. Fuck! Oh my god! Oh no! 
She she died. She died. Oh she was also God. in House of Frankenstein, which is what oh, makes her salient. Oh, that sucks. Oh my God. Oh, come on. <laughs> you knew her. No, 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 no. This is no. That's a big deal. Yeah, she was a great character actress. She used to hang around with people like Maria Ospinskaya. And yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Manuel Noriega, uh, dictator in Panama, was a big deal back in the Carter Bush administration. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the the I guess the big one this week was Greg Allman. Right. Greg Allman. Are you guys familiar at all with the uh, Allman brothers? Allman yeah, brothers? my yeah. my dad listened to them. Wow. <laughs> that hurts. That hurts. Yeah. Greg Allman was one of those guys who, besides being married to Cher, um, as the Allman brothers, for me it was always about his brother Dwayne. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like every time you heard about the Almond Brothers, anything it it had to do with the death of his brother. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, All right. So yeah, there you go. Going through news. Uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie are getting back together for a one-night performance um, in Montreal. Um, The two actors being Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas. So the thing about this that that really is cool for me is that Rick Moranis is coming back to any type of acting. Yeah, his wife died at some point, and he quit acting to take care of his kids. Exactly. With all that Ghostbuster money. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know. Um, I'm a big Honey, I Drunk the Kids fan right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you ever watch SCTV and all that other stuff? Uh, No. You guys are killing me. You guys are... <laughs> you guys are... Dude, we're, we're in our 30s. I'm sorry, years old. Okay. No, no, you're fine, you're fine. Um, but I guess that the performance is going to be Dan Aykroyd, Eugene Le- Levy, Catherine O'Hare, Martin Short, and Joe Flaherty from SCTV. Yeah, dude, it's going to be great. Paul I... Schaefer's doing music. Yeah. And Scott Thompson from Kids in the Hall. So, I don't, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but uh, at the same time that uh, Saturday Night Live was kind of... Catch yeah. and becoming of a thing. Um, there was this thing called Second City TV, and it was uh, it was Canadian, and that's where Bob and Doug McKenzie started. The idea there was that oh that they I, had go ahead. Oh, I used to watch Canadian TV. Yeah, okay. Up. This was this was yeah. the, the premise behind Bob and Doug McKenzie was that every in Canada you have to devote a certain amount of your programming to Canadian content. And so this public access channel just grabbed two random Canadians and threw them in front of a camera. Right. And they had they had a movie out with Max Boncito at one point. They had Dude, a, a Strange record Brew out. Is Strange one of my Brew is a great. Movie. I love Strange Brew. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's great stuff. Uh, let's see. Uh, but the 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 drag on this thing is, is is it's one night. It's in one theater. My only hope is that they are going to record it. Um, like they did that Monty Python thing, right? Right. Um, right. All of the pr- all the proceeds. You know, you and me, we're not going to be there. Yeah, I'm not going to be there. <laughs> uh, uh, but um, all of the proceeds go to a foundation set up for Dave Thomas's son, who is paralyzed in a snowmobile accident. Right. Exactly. That's 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 what this is all about. That's what it's all about. Yeah, and that's that would be enough. I would, oh, I yeah, would yeah, imagine yeah. to get him out there. Absolutely. Yeah, I would do it. Absolutely. Um, I'd do another Ghostbusters. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, today, just today, Dan Aykroyd, speaking to Dan Aykroyd in Ghostbusters, he was talking shit about Paul Feig, about how he's, he spent too much money on the all-woman Ghostbusters, and he'll, he'll never be allowed near the franchise again, and just, just talking. Oh, wow. Just getting generic oh, with Danny. Yeah. Danny, shut yeah. up. Go. And then I think back to Dan Aykroyd late night on those, like, I saw an alien show. That he used to do. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Absolutely. Um, Steven Spielberg says they're bringing back Animaniacs, and I am stoked. Dude. What? Okay. Animaniacs? Uh, live yeah. action? No. No. Thank <laughs> God. Thank God. Oh, my God. Imagine live action to Animaniacs. Oh my God, Think about the title. Think about the title. Live action Animaniacs. <laughs> you made my heart stop. I would just see, like... <laughs> Zach Efron is Yakko. I think it's a Paul W.S. Anderson. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. That would be good. Yeah, and, but there, I guess there's not much more than Spielberg going, yeah, we can do that shit. Sure, yeah. And but it'll I'm, be all be done in the computer. Uh, let's see. No, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But there was a lot of two D animation there. Yeah, fuck those. There's some uh, genius <laughs> stuff going on there. Uh, let's see. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan was doing Tales from the Script. Tales from the Crypt? Project. Say again? Tales from the Hood? Yeah, no. Tales from the Crypt, that whole they were going to bring back the Crypt Keeper, blah, blah, blah. Project delayed indefinitely. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. 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 I, you know. Last thing we need is another bloated TV show. Right? <laughs> yeah, not without a cape. Speaking of <laughs> bloated TV shows. Is there anything on television you guys dig right now? Uh, I just watched The Exorcist, which was the last good show I've, I've watched. Okay. Uh, Bates Motel was starting to get good again, but I'm waiting uh, for the whole season to come out on streaming. I've been so impressed it. with everything that's been coming out, like Bates Motel and Scream and... Uh, I like Scream. I like the Scream TV show. Do I you like, guys agree uh, with me that uh, some of the best filmmaking going on right now is in television? No. Hannibal was so good. No, yeah, it doesn't look know. like art. It looks... Yeah, no, I. It's just, everything looks the same. If I showed you a random frame from Arrow and Supergirl and right? all of this stuff, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Yeah, but those are yeah, all fucking know. superheroes. Well, I'm saying the same thing but... about the all the horror-based genres. I mean, what about yeah. Taboo? Yeah, I've never seen it. I don't watch that. Oh, that. dude, I gotta respect check it out. for my intellect. Ah, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bullshit, bullshit. TV is not the same as it used to be, man. It's yeah. different now. It's in color. Oh, I know. I mean, like, if you watch Hannibal, if you watch Hannibal, Hannibal beautiful. I wish it's that... like watching an uh, artsy movie, but yeah. you don't. I don't feel like I get that from everything. And then also, uh, there is a, a certain commercial. I mean, you, you're a writer. You should. You see this. Uh, it's commercial. They're stretching out storylines in order to to make to make more episodes. Yeah, well, they want to sell you so. Money. I think that so, there's. I think that whenever you start watching television, you have to kind of take that. Like that's one of the cars that you set to the side. It's like, oh, yeah. well, it's of a course. gift. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that also goes back to you guys with the end game, and it, and that's I've noticed the shows that I listed earlier that I do like are mm -hmm. shows that got a cap. Oh, I think they, they got should capped do that. off. I mean, have have we um, haven't we had enough of yeah. dude? Let's haven't we? We've talked on. about this before. It's like, <laughs> God damn it, when you when you get your show made. You you tell them, hey man, two seasons.
that's it. Well, I'll give you unless, unless you're that 70s show, because that show should have gone forever. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, I, even, I, I, it I would, should have been the 70s, even in, like, the 90s. I would, I would counter with this. Here's your first season... Right. And here's your last season. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And we can do whatever we want in the middle as yeah. long as if you commit to the first season, you commit to the last exactly. season. Exactly. Let me yes. finish it. At least yeah, let yeah, me yeah. finish But so often people come to this... work and suddenly they're told that they're... I hate this shit where it's like, oh, the show develops over time. No, bullshit. Fuck that. You need to because, know where you're going. <laughs> because that's when, you're, that's when your, your narrative runs off the rails. Yeah. yeah. It, it is people don't have time to go to the movies anymore. Bullshit. It's because the binge watching is the new way yeah, to watch yeah, things. Right, and, exactly. And you're too busy watching ten hours of something after work than going, you know, driving less than half an hour to watch something for two hours. Right. You know what I mean? That's it's it's crazy to me. It's just a comfortability thing. People like being comfortable at home sure. for long periods of time, and, that's and why, you can fit binge watching into that. And that's why like theaters are making move to be more like your living room. Right, exactly. You know, so yeah, yeah, I yeah. totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I can stir crazy if I'm in front of something for more than two hours. Yeah, yeah, you, I gotta get up. I, I, gotta I, get I up. agree. I, plus, I just feel like there's not enough space in my head. Like, get to your point and yes. tell me your story, and don't. Yes. I don't need ten. After hours a certain amount of time, goddamn it, you gotta fucking get up and fucking punch something. You're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of punching something, Top Gun Maverick is the name <laughs> of the new Top Gun movie. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as long as that? somebody punches someone in the ass, I'm good. What is what? It's got to be the most unoriginal, uncreative oh. title of all time. It's funny. Yeah. I think if I was growing, like if I was a teenager, I would be like taking that on everything because I think you know one of those things is so stupid. Because when we were kids, when the Eight Legged Freaks came out, mm. we thought it looked so bad. That we got spray paint and sharpies and wrote eight legged freaks all over the skate park, <laughs> dude. So I feel like I would have done that with Top Gun. Awesome. Wait a minute! Whoa, whoa! No, that up. movie ended up being not so bad. But... <laughs> that is such a cool movie. Mm-hmm. Fucking jumping spiders coming and hitting motocross guys. Fucking yeah. bros. Who well, else, do... dude? Can, uh, let me ask you this: Who else could, would you rather see being eaten by jumping spiders? Than motocross bros, yeah, and David Burkett's you know leading the show too. So that's uh, right. Yeah, he was he was in his prime back then. If he had just come <laughs> off the wrestling movie. <laughs> yeah, and scream. Uh, scream. They they can't. Netflix canceled um, the Wachowskis' Sense Eight. Yeah, uh, a lot of people are bummed. I I hadn't watched it. I I a lot of my friends in the LGBT. Uh, Q community um, are really bummed about this. Yeah. Um, it was it's a cool show and it's like shared intellect, right? If you haven't if you haven't if you haven't watched it, you should definitely check it out. It's a good show. Alrighty, um, Joe Lynch is doing a cannibal flick called Taste after this last thing he did. This um, um, he had done Everly and Mayhem. What's that? Mayhem is his new Mayhem one. is the new one that's just out. But he's doing this cannibal film and. Um, I thought he made his cannibal film with Wrong Turn Two, but right. I guess I don't um, know. I, I I what do we? I, do, I really like Wrong Turn. This announced. Where did you get? Where did you read this one? I read this just today. Huh? I haven't even heard of that. Yeah. It's crazy. I I think he's got a really really good 
I mean, Everly was the best movie I saw 2015. Huh. Yeah, I think I he's mean, he's he really knows how to be frugal with a dime. He does a lot yeah. with a minim- a fairly I, small. He knows how to make you feel entertained. Mm-hmm. You don't get bored during a Joe Lynch movie ever. <laughs> My feelings on Joe Lynch are that he's a fellow fan, mm-hmm. and um, as long as you're as long as you bought the ticket, yeah. Oh sure, when you when you sign on time. for Knights yeah, yeah, of yeah. Badassdom, you you deserve right. what you get, dude. That movie's the, fun. Yeah, it is fun. Knights of Badassdom is fucking it is cool. Fun. It, I I do think that Lynch should try to distance himself from Adam Green. Oh, do you know what though? Yeah, yeah, back yeah. back to that movie. Uh, he just announced that it's pretty much for sure that he's going to get his cut of Knights of Badassdom out. Oh, great. Good. Yeah. That would be Because it got hijacked. All that CGI is the temp CG that they were giving to right, the anime. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm happy to see I, I did some coverage for Wrong Turn Two back in the day and Joe's a really nice guy. Dude, wrong and turn super two. knowledgeable. I love the fact that like they were doing a scene where everyone was gathered at a table. Right. And he wasn't speaking in like motivations. He was like, This is our chainsaw scene and this is yeah, our yeah, alien yeah. scene. Yeah. And uh, so you, you're right. I could. He's, he's, a, fan. A, fan. he's a fan. He's a fan of of, yeah. Yeah. of films. He's smart too. He's yeah. he's he's not a dumb fan. He knows he knows the uh, the craft. Although uh, I wish he would word. not have been drunk when they were uh, doing like the interviews at some. I don't know. There was, he's drunk. Dude, he was so drunk off his ass. That's funny. I didn't even know he was drinking. At some, at some, oh, yeah. Uh, it was funny because Henry Rollins was like trying to be like, you know, Mr. Cool. And, yeah. And, and fucking Joe Lynch was like, Fuck yeah! He was on, Joe Lynch was on, um, he was on Doug Benson's Getting Doug with High. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, oh. So that kind of yeah, yeah, gives yeah. you a... Alright, I gotta, I gotta let that up. That yeah. sounds hilarious. Um, Love you, Joe Lynch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, AMC, they're nearing completion on shooting a series uh, based on Joe Hill's Nosferatu, the last Joe Hill book. That would be very cool. Agreed. Uh, I, I I think in many ways I like Joe Hill's writing better than I like his dad's. I think I might have said that on the Stephen King. Episode. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And I mean, I, it's hard to say because, you know, his dad is so... Iconic. Iconic. Sure, sure, it's sure. just hard to... to uh, but I've loved everything that I've read by Joe Hill, mm-hmm. um, whether it's Nosferatu, whether yeah. it's the Key and Lock stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, they're bringing Key and Lock to the screen as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll yeah, be yeah. interesting. Uh, let's see. Glenn Mazzara from Walking Dead and Len Weissman, who directed Live Free from Di- or Die Hard, they're bringing Sin City to the TV as a series. I think that's a dumb idea. I think it's a dumb idea. Too. I think it's yeah. a really dumb idea. I think that Sin City, the first one as a novelty kind of novelty film like look at what we did with this funny high contrast yeah. stuff is great but you just don't it, that just it's just not a tank of did gas did you watch takes the you second one did you watch the uh-huh. sequel and it's kind of like okay yeah it's or worse it's did you see uh, did you see Frank Miller's The Spirit yeah I saw The Ooh. Spirit I yeah, thought well, it was kind of kind of cool looking but it wasn't a really good movie no right. it's not a good movie and and to be honest the spirit is not a a it's a paint by numbers set it's all the material rodriguez had laying around 
pass right. through Frank Miller, who you know kn- knew Will Eisner, or and, and, you know, it's just. I a, mean, I re- I remember just because you can doesn't mean you should. Exactly, I remember in the seventies when Warren Publications started to bring the the spirit back, mm-hmm. and uh, 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 aesthetically, like I liked it. Mm-hmm. It looked cool. Um, but I really didn't give a shit, you know, it was like, it didn't, it didn't speak to me in any way. Right. Um, it's a, it's a product of its time. It was pretty. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was like... No, I mean, I mean the spirit in general, the, the the books, they're very much a early days of comics and and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It's Uh, hard to bring that back. Let's see, they just announced Adam Wingard is directing Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh, I don't, I really don't give a fuck. That is one movie I may not go see. Did you guys see Skull Island? No. Yeah. Good for you. I want to. I'm, I'm giving you a high five. Another one. <laughs> from a distance, I'm giving you a double high five. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, it's one of those things. They they announced this Dark Universe thing we talked about last week about yeah, the yeah, universe yeah. and stuff. And everyone yeah. wants their franchise, and I think it's a really misguided endeavor. I think. Well, I think us four will sit on the sidelines while that shit just gets just, diarrhea'd out. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. just. Oh, I, I'll probably see it when it comes out on DVD or something like that, or if it's on HBO or and I have nothing to do. But I think that. Well, like for example, this this mummy thing, right? That Don Cruise. Mummy Impossible. Oh my <laughs> God! It's just like. Granted, I know, I know that the Universal Mummy with Boris Karloff is a boring film. I know it, but those two or three iconic shots sure are worth the price of emission. Well, especially when emission is like sixty minutes long. So. Exactly. Go ahead, yeah, yeah, like, it's short. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. like, God damn it! I hate this stuff where the mummies are controlling the weather and all this yeah. bullshit. I'm like, what is that? I mean, that started with the, the Brendan Fraser stuff. I'm like, oh, it's Poor a giant... Brendan Fraser. Yeah, I know. Mummies are just really cool looking, but they're not very effective killers. Right. No, because they're fucking dead for thousands yeah. of years. And their biggest weakness is tripping on a bandage. Exactly. So. Well, yeah, the it's just slow. It's like, yeah. it's kind of like, um, you deserve to die of that. You know, yeah. the the most effective mummy, in my opinion, was in Johnny Quest. <laughs> well, they always walk with that open arm out. Bump. Bump. Um, bump. Let's see. The Deuce is coming to HBO. What the uh, fuck does that James mean? James Franco, Maggie Gyllenhaal. It's about the early days of porn. Before, nice. With the, it was before Wait, HIV landed. It's coming to HBO. To, oh, it's a series. sweet. Okay. Kind of like now they did I'm vinyl. on board. Like oh, they yeah. did vinyl. Okay, okay. Um, I'm all about that. And it looked good. It looked solid. Mm. It looked really solid. solid. Okay. All right. That's all I knew. So, trailers. Uh, only four this week. I, I'm kind of glad. Yeah. We went through a lot last week. Yeah, we did. So, trailers. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is The Mountain Between Us. Idris Elba, Kate Winslet. Um, I think it looks cool if you're into survival movies. Um, it looks like Survive. Like yeah, you know, like somebody. It looks so typical. It just looks really like you know what's going to happen. It's going to be heartwarming or heartbreaking or whatever. I think it looks fun, but I think the whole movie hinges on the dog. I think people are just you know, I'm not going (laughs) to see it if the dog dies or uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. 
I agree with you, Ian, in that it it looks. Well, no, I agree with both of you in that it looks it looks like a hundred things we've seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just know but, it's good. If they don't get together, they're gonna walk off with this like, oh, what could have been kind of thing. And look, goddammit, it! Whenever I see that trailer, I want to see I want to see Idris Elba and Kate Winslet fucking their brains out. Oh, they the will. No, it's gonna get Otherwise, broke back Mountain up otherwise, there. Otherwise, I'm <laughs> I'm not on board. Isn't she like on her way to her wedding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Even better. I, I don't like any of exactly. this is going. Even better. Okay. Um, All right. No, but the idea that uh, you know, I, I agree. It's just you. You almost have seen this movie without seeing it. Yeah. And it's don't get me wrong. It probably looks great. All those, all that big screen. Yeah, yeah. With, the, with the with the uh, the snow. Yeah, and they the would have shot it in like stuff. seventy or something. It sure, would be sure. really cool. But it's not going to be a lot of that. It's going to be that huddled in a broken tent. Exactly. Yeah. By it's just way, sad because it looks like it, they put a lot of work into it, but it's just going to be another movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. It looks like it has a lot of heart, but it, no one's going to remember it. Exactly. Right. But uh, we'll see. Go ahead. Tori. Yeah, she just said we'll see. Go ahead. Okay, do. I was gonna say, you talking about like like kind of these you know these big epic scenes with mountains and snow and stuff. Um, we've been watching the Planet of the Apes um, box movie, set. The, well, the very first movie. Okay. Um, and uh, one that movie really could have benefited from some editing. Sure. And two, um, how. How many awesome? How how often did I sit there and go, "Oh my God, that's a great shot! Mm. Oh my God, that's a great shot!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know uh, the 1968. Didn't we talk about once about about how short sighted they were bringing only one girl? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Did we do a yeah. show on this? It's been so long. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> I swear to God, we did a Planet of the Apes show. Or, uh, the show? Yeah, yeah. yeah, we may have. You know, speaking of generic films, this. Uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Oh my God! Dude, yeah. Kill me. It, yeah, that's, that looks way like they're going for hip. I just you don't know, get take it. A old, take an old story that's, that's been done a million times. And but we're put gonna a make, bunch of famous names on it. We're going to make time. it fresh by, you know, using modern editing and music. Mm-hmm. And and we've all seen it, you know. It's like putting the Dropkick Murphys, uh, 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 what do you call that, shipping off the Boston Mm-hmm. It's in every, it's in every, uh, every uh, period piece yeah. that has to do with Boston, you know, and it's like, you know, putting a, a modern song and modern editing on, a, you know, it's going to be another first night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I just don't, no, probably better, but I don't understand this well, it's, need. It's directed by Kenneth Branagh, so he's no slouch. He's not a slouch, but I just don't understand the need to. If, look, if you need to see that story or anything, her her cool Perot. Right. Look at the PBS series. There's yeah, hours of it. Like, and it's great. Uh, exactly. Yeah, it's great. It's like it's already done. I forget I, the guy's I, name, but it's great. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. Another I, another one I'll tell you right up front. I thought was really dumb was Twelve Feet Deep. Um, two girls are trapped under a pool. So. Cover? <laughs> see, that's why I thought it looked like watchable is because it looked dumb. Okay, yeah, that's um, fair to me because it was it was it was and then you saw Tobin Bell is going to be, I mean, essentially for the listeners is two girls getting stuck under the the covering of a school uh, indoor pool. So you know when the the cover goes over it to protect the water from dirt getting in. So, right. 
you know, two hours of that, how the hell can you and do that? There, that's and, what we've said on all these other survival movies. So, well, it's and, like forty. What is it? Forty-seven feet deep now. Then the the Mandy Moore movie, right? Right. About the the shark, oh. the shark tank and to get to the oh. surface. Yeah, yeah. I didn't hear about yeah, that yeah. one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Tobin Bell is in this. Well, here's the thing: is that at some point. So, so, okay. It's so, got to turn into something. So, by the premise, right? Oh, we're stuck under this thing. We have two feet of air, you know, for the weekend. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, our fingers are going to pickle. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I think there's going to be more to this the one yeah, than think, what they showed in the trailer. I think Ian's on to something. I think the Tobin Bell thing is going to happen. It's well, like exactly. he'll make a reappearance, and well, it's going to turn into a different kind of movie. Someone yeah. comes in and starts and realizes the situation, and rather than opening the top, right. they turn up the lock. He's on them. So <laughs> so, the, so their their air is going away. Oh, okay. I think that that one actually you looked pretty scary, to huh. be honest. I mean, to me, that like... Wait, here's the thing. When first... What if they're mismarketing it yeah. right. on purpose? What if it is a different kind of movie? I doubt it, but that'd be awesome. That would be cool. What were you saying, Tori? Oh, I was saying that initially when the I, I saw the cover close over them, I was like, <gasps> like I gasped. I was like, that is scary, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh sure. But I, as far as trailers go, I think that lately trailers have been showing too much, and I'm hoping much. that this maybe is one that isn't showing everything, mm-hmm. so that there's more to the story than yeah. Well, what I tell you, if it's what you just described, yeah. I'm kind of down. But if it's what it looks like in the trailer, not so much. Yeah, it's I I, I guarantee you at some point during these girls' uh, ordeal, somebody comes in and starts filling the pool with water. Sure. So there's that, a wild card in there uh, somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. then why are they wearing onesies instead of bikinis? Like, come on. What are they okay. thinking? Don't they know it's a horror movie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Finally, what happened to Monday? This looks like, to me, like Split. This looks like an opportunity for an actor to go bananas. Well, yeah. She plays seven characters. What's the What's the movie that just recently that Kate Blanchett did where she does all these? Oh yeah, things? yeah, 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 yeah. We just talked about that. Trailer. Manifesto. 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 It It feels like that. Um, but it does. You know the 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 premise is cool. It's a cool premise. The it's, idea is that there are essentially clones. There's seven of them. They're named after days of the week, and each one goes out they're for not their clones. day. They're they're because uh, they're all the same girl. They're like a sectuplet. They, they're, oh, okay. They're, I, didn't, I, a, I, thought, I just assumed clones. They're kids. biological clones. Yeah. Okay. So, but anyway, one doesn't come home, and it becomes right. a big fucking issue. Yeah. 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 Um, it's, it features Rumi Rapace, who was in um, man, and I love her. Proteus and uh, Prome- Proteus, <laughs> Prometheus, and um, Rumi no. Rapace is is one of my favorite actresses of the modern age. Right on, right on. Uh, and, yeah, I, and, I, uh, I'm interested. I'll definitely watch it if it's on HBO. I won't go to the movies. It, it looks a little too clean and sterile for me. Okay. Dude, I fair. think it looks good. I'm gonna watch it for Do sure. Any of your folks, one, we'll have, watch it together. Have Go anybody ahead. here yeah. seen? Has anybody here Wonder Woman? And if not, are you going to in the theater? I haven't even seen a trailer, but I'm excited for the concept of it. Mm-hmm. Fuck no, because I hate superhero movies. Oh fuck, <laughs> Tori again. Another kid with a high five. Massive high five. Not even a high five. <laughs> yeah. I'm giving you a massive 
fist bump. Bam! <laughs> you can motorboat her. <laughs> I, just, I just seriously fucking hate... Yeah, I can't. Um... Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of so them. I look- movies like The Crow or something. But- oh, yeah, The right. Crow. Is right. the only one. That's not superhero. Yeah. You know right. what I mean. But, 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 okay, so the reason why I bring this up is because this week, everybody's been losing their fucking mind mm-hmm. over Wonder Woman. And that's fair. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's the first real female superhero. And that's it's, why I'm kind of excited yeah, about Yeah, I think I'm, I'm okay with, with all of this stuff because after years and decades of, of everyone getting all fucking bonerized over this guy or that guy, right? I'm, I'm down with it. I think a strong, we, now more than ever, man, we need a strong female. Yeah, well, here's, like here's it feels the reason, like it needs to happen. Yeah. Well, here's the reason why I'm looking, why I'm looking forward to seeing it on disc. <laughs> yeah, I won't go to the theater for this. Yeah, no, I'm not going to the theater. But the reason why I'm looking forward to seeing it is because it takes place during World War One. Yeah, and anything World War One. Not enough movies. And, and I hear there there are set pieces in it. Uh, Kevin Smith was talking about it on Fat Man on Batman. Right. And I hear these set pieces are really stunning. So you know, I'm down. I'm I'm, I'm as down as I'm that. But I'm with Tori. Like, uh, yet another person running around in their underwear. Saving the world. Bullshit. Well, it's it's more about the special effects, and I, yeah. it really, when it comes down to it, um, I think maybe Tori and I's age group and up, uh, too much chaotic CG on screen just loses you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you kind of can't follow the story, or you can't really figure out what's going on. Um, I just, and I feel like the, when I watch those movies, that's all I see is chaotic CGI. It's just yeah. really shiny, and I can't, like, process it as being real at all. And right. it's, just, it's the what happens in the Transformers movies. Yeah. It's like, oh what the God. fuck is going on? But, and you I know saw, by the time those movies are out, the people that did the CGI are like, wow, if I only had a little bit more time, I could have upgraded it to yeah, this, you know? Sure. But it's, they get cut off because they have a devil. Can I just say that in a town, during the Transformers movie, they set off fireworks, and people didn't know that there were actual fireworks going off in the theater until the fucking screen was on fire. <laughs> yeah, that's how distracting. Well, that's how okay, distracting so, movies are. So um, for one of the so for one of the Transformers movies, they shot out at Satsop. Yeah, um, I want to shoot there super bad. Oh my <laughs> god, Ian! I I got to tell you. So I worked on a movie that was shot out there. It is so fucking cool. What it is, is so fucking cool? It's an we abandoned <laughs> nuclear power plant. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Out, out towards Anacortes. It yeah. is so fucking cool, dude. I don't care. I work there. I work in that neighborhood. Okay. Like, right in the neighborhood right next so, to it. Whoever you got to talk to, fucking talk to them. Yeah. We well, I, I'll it. talk to you off the show and figure out. Yeah, get yeah, some yeah. contact. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, um, have you guys seen anything the last week or so that you want to recommend? Cause I think yeah. Yeah. Um, my recommendation is Raw. I know that a lot oh. of people aren't going to like it, but no, I No, like I really want to see this. Yeah, I'd wanted to see it for a really long time. It's uh, Julia DeCarno. It's like a, a woman director, which is obviously a draw for me. But yeah. um, they had played it at our theater in town, and I wasn't able to make it. I was like, oh, fuck, this is only playing film festivals. I'm never going to see it. But then they put it on uh, on demand. So. Sweet. Yeah, so I was able to watch it, and I think I liked it more than Ian did, for sure, by a lot. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't um, a fan. 
he did not like it, but I really like it. I think that it is a fun one to watch. It had me cringing at certain points. I had to take a smoke break, so yeah. <laughs> there you go. Cool. Right. Uh, glad to hear that. Yeah. Like I say, we 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 talked. Uh, Heather talked about it. She had seen it at um right, uh, Fantastic Fest, and she was saying it was good. What about you, Ian? Um, I have really haven't watched too many movies lately. Good man. <laughs> uh, I've been. I mean, I, I've been working nonstop. The Friday Thirteenth game came out uh, a couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, how was that? A lot of people are excited about that. Um. It's, as a gamer, I've been playing video games my whole life and mostly horror because that's all, you know, my main focus in life. So, uh, yeah, I would say it's the perfect game for me. Um, people are complaining because it's buggy and the servers are kind of bad, but I don't think those people love Friday 13th enough because I can easily put that aside. And also the bugs are fun because, like, you'll cut someone's head off and it'll glitch out and their head will fly off a mountain. <laughs> or like, or like the car you're supposed to get into to escape will just start spinning around in a 360 degree until it flies off into the sky, and you can't escape at that. Point. And Dude, the, I just hear him laughing at all hours well, like, from this game. It's for, for the listeners that don't know, uh, basically one person plays Jason and eight people play counselors. The counselors need to get out of camp in 15 minutes, or Jason kills them. Um, we can all the counselors can talk to each other. But Jason can't can hear them, but they can't hear you know. So it's the kind of it's kind of like hide and go seek with Jason. Wow! And uh, it is it is it's so good. Like in Tom Savini uh, mapped out all the kills. Kane Hodder did the motion capture for Jason. Uh, Manfredini does the score. So when oh, wow. Jason gets quick gets closer, the score gets more intense. Uh-huh. It's actually pretty scary. Um, even if you're not I mean, watching, uh, yeah. It's a wet dream is this, for fans. Is this only for the PS? It's PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Right on. I might have to get this. It's yeah, good. the last it's, thing I last game I, like I got bucks, a full, just twenty bucks cheaper than most games. Yeah, I got uh, the Mortal Kombat XL. The last yep. game that I played was was. <laughs> I'm waiting. Was Defender? There you go. And in, in an arcade in nineteen. Uh, that's that's gotta be. You gotta be exaggerating. No. I'm, I'm no. going to attest to that. I'm not exaggerating at all. I played Defender in 1983 in an arcade. <laughs> you haven't even played video. a pinball game since then. No. Yeah. Oh wow, dude! Wow. I am. I'm. I'm anti-fun. That, yeah. <laughs> all right. Speaking of, um, well, if you're in Olympia, let's play Friday the Thirteenth. There you go. Okay. Uh, what about you? Um. So recently, I watched. Uh, I, I went and saw Guardians of the Galaxy two. Yeah, I think we talked about that last and week. Did we talk about yeah. it last week? It's it's it was way too saccharine. Uh, Say that again. What? It's way too saccharine. It's way too fun. It's way uh, too silly. Oh, looked a little dry. A lot more jokes and silly stuff. Um, I look forward to the next one when Groot isn't a baby anymore yeah. and he's a teenager. That'll be more. That'll be more fun. You just like Baby Groot. Baby Groot is uh, you really cool are fun. in little tiny, yeah. Tiny they they seem to be putting a lot of bank on that guy. Yeah, they are. And, say, and, did you notice he's the size of a Funko Pop toy? Funny. <laughs> that, no, I didn't. But that's he, funny. he was made. He was made to be a goddamn Funko Pop. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. But having said all that, it's still James Gunn. It's still fun. The music is still cool. All that stuff is great. Um, it's not a bad movie. It's it's. Uh, I, I just 
you know, in the first movie, at least that one dude got his head bashed in with a fucking hammer. You know, and, and at this, least <laughs> in, in this movie, it's all fun and gross. Yeah. Um, it's like it's like bumper bowling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, um, I watched, uh, uh, I, I rewatched Super Eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. like it made me ex- re-examine why everybody kind of lost their shit over Stranger Things. Oh sure, um, I could see that. Yeah, and uh, uh, I, I'm I'm on board. I mean, like I I was watching Super Eight, and I'm like. Fuck, this speaks to me on so many different levels, um, including the 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 DIY filmmaker, you know, working in his backyard, you know, mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a cool movie. I, I I it suffers from that J. Abrams J. J. Abrams um, penchant to going to this weird alien design. Like I I I'm, I'm not into the big leggy thing. Where, that he apparently is into mm. that we've seen in the Star Trek movies, we've seen in um, cool. Cloverfield, we've seen in, again in in um, uh, in this movie, Super Eight. Mm. I'm not into that, but the general premise I really like. I love all these kids getting together, making their Super Eight films in the late seventies. Sure. It's like. Fuck. Like if you took the best of that and attacked the block, you would have a perfect movie. Exactly, man. Exactly. Attack the block's a fun film. I love that movie. Attack the block is great. I really, I I, I feel like, I feel like that Super 8 starts sucking my dick and then stops. Stop! Yeah! (laughs) Yeah, it does. Right? You guys know exactly what I mean. I like how I just agreed with that. Like, <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it, it's computer animation that basically gives yeah. you the blue balls on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. All right. All right. Is that it? Yeah. All right. Uh, me. Uh, we'll, we'll go past fail on a lot of these. <laughs> Charlie Chan and the Meeting at Midnight. Eh, it's a Charlie. It's a Charlie Chan movie. It's right. Very much. Uh, yellow washing of its time, but it's, a, but, but it's classic and it is of its time. A documentary called Certifiably Jonathan. I don't recommend it. It's about Jonathan Winters. It should be really funny, and it's not. Oh, that's the one that's like, uh, it's it's kind of like... uh, It shows him in... Partway through, you're kind of thinking, ooh, and then you realize this is all bullshit. Yeah, no, yeah. Number one, and number two, he's like doing his act in front of the local, like, Ralphs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really weird. Um, uh, Nurse Sherry, which I do recommend. It's an old sort of possession movie. Uh, Guy is uh, some... Satanist kind of dude gets shot, goes into a hospital, and his spirit leaves his body and invades a nurse. It's very 70s. Wow, I'm having a really, really weird deja vu. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, Cabin in the Woods, which everyone probably will say to see. God. And I'm going to say, this is, I hated this movie. This is one I don't like it either. Oh, good. Oh, my God. Good. See, that's why I love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I hated it. It was just like, I had said that it was like, you took, give me the, 10 or 12 of popular franchises. I'm going right. to randomly rip pages out of their scripts and put them together, and then here we go. I think that that's why it's that's brilliant. The point. Okay. Well, there you I go. think that's the point, but I, I, and I understand that, but I, it just doesn't... To me, I, I just don't think there's enough flair there. Mm-hmm. I just think it looks... 
it looks like to me it's like The Walking Dead. It's gory, but the gore isn't disturbing because it's just so dry and, and middle of the road. I don't know. It just doesn't feel special Agreed. at all. Agreed. Yeah, and I, I talk to people all the time, and they tell me how much they love the film, and it just it totally doesn't resonate. Tucker, Tucker and Dale. Tucker and Dale did it way better. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Tucker and Dale. Did I it loved way. Cabin in the Woods. I was rolling around at the end. I was like laughing hysterically. Like it brought me back to my childhood. Almost right. Yeah. Just that feeling of like, oh my god, monsters. I was, but yeah, I, I was going to say. I will say this is that it is the movie. Like if somebody pointed to me and say, "Hey, name a movie that completely divides people that seems like they should all be hanging out together," I would say Cabin in the Woods yeah. because totally. I, I I I meet people like Tom who are like, "Oh my god, this is the worst." thing ever and then I meet people who's like this is the best thing ever right, so right, right. it's it's a uh, it, I didn't say it's the best thing ever but it had me laughing yeah 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 <laughs> no know? no I, I hear you yeah. I hear you um, and then finally I'm gonna there's a old movie called The Killing it's uh, uh god damn it Sterling Hayden's in it um who's the why is this name escaping me? Who did The Shining? Stanley Kubrick. It's Stanley an early Kubrick. Stanley oh, Kubrick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that the heist movie? It's a heist movie. Yeah. I love that movie. It's great. It's filmed in really lush, deep, deep black and white. And yeah. Sterling Hayden is, in, is a badass. He's, he's, yeah, he's awesome. It, in a weird way, it kind of reminded me of a French film called Bob the Gambler. Um, same sort of thing about robbing. One, one was robbing a casino and this one is robbing a, a right. horse track. It kind of reminded me of Asphalt Journal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's that very same similar. sort of black and white, you know. Let me yeah. ask you guys a question before we before we sign off tonight. Um, we know where your heart lies. Can you give me a title, Ian? Can you give me a title, uh, a title, or, uh, Tori? <laughs> Stop it. Go ahead! <laughs> <laughs> that has nothing to do with genre that you consider a favorite film. Mm-hmm. So by nothing to do with genre you're you're talking about not not a horror film, not a splatter film, not an extreme Okay, so yeah. you're talking about outside of the macabre or Yeah, outside? yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Because sometimes when people talk about genre, they're talking about uh, uh, anything that encompasses the horror, action, comedy, trifecta. No, kind no, no. Of... It's a okay. mainstream movie that that Ma and Pa Kettle would go see. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow! You might have to cut out a blank, a blank. Hold part on, of the I'm gonna, show. I'm gonna, dub, I'm gonna change that and say, okay. name me a title of a favorite film of yours that is something that we wouldn't expect. Ah. Okay. Like I'm a fan of this film, and it would like if you were to say I'm a fan of Seven Brides from Seven Brothers, I would be a little shocked. Right. Okay, so two movies that I probably know most of the words of would be Princess Bride and Anchorman, or uh, not Anchorman, uh, Rocketman. <laughs> oh, Rocketman! So, oh, Rocketman! Rocketman and um, <laughs> fucking Princess Bride are two movies that I definitely I'm, I'm, know way too much about. I'm blanking on that guy's name. Harlan, 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 oh, um, Harlan Williams, Harlan Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. That guy's hilarious. Yeah, that movie's yeah. funny. Wow, that was <laughs> kind of out of my normal. But that was my son's favorite movie when he was a kid. He just used to well, let's watch Rocket Man and yeah, yeah like yeah, right yeah. on. 
there, yeah. Now here's my virtual high five. Um, Ian, what about you? Um, I mean, pulling one out of the hat, I was going to say Hard Boiled from John Blue. There you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just because there's so much shit going on. Um, but then, but I was also tied between that and, uh, and uh, Super Mario Brothers, the movie. <laughs> oh, I just saw that for the first time recently. I made her watch it. No, nice, guys. It's good. And, uh, it's good. man, just the sets on that movie and, like, the special effects and how much work Remember they Remember how into much it. I said I hated and, like, fucking Bob John Leguizamo? Hos- Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo <laughs> were drunk the whole Dude, movie. Dude, no, but he won me over in that movie. Yeah. Not, not won me over, but I was she like, She likes okay. him now. No, she I don't like him. him. I just she said likes I John Leguizamo. I don't fucking hate him anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Wow. Yeah, that was I uh, speaking again with my son. We went because he was a big video fan. We went and saw that fucker in the theater, and I just oh man, Dennis Hopper, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing? It's hard. Yeah. No, it's bad. It's bad. I guess it was made by a husband and a wife couple that were fighting all the time, um, <laughs> and I think they got divorced right afterwards. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna say I know, I know a lot about that movie. <laughs> We've we've done a lot of this, so I'm not going to say titles that I've said before. So I'm going to say um, The Voyage of the Yes. No. The Voyage of the Yes Dude, was a made-for-television movie, <laughs> um, and it was about this, this sailboat called The Yes, and it was these cats that were just going out, just, just sailing. That's it. Like there was no it's two was hours no, of sailing. Yeah, exactly. It was like, and it wow. was for for young Langley, being seven years old. And I'm like, how fucking cool is that? That you can just get zoned, and just like sail forever. And, and that is kind of uh, that has kind of informed my life ever since. <laughs> uh, a film that you wouldn't expect. But see, I, I've vomited up so many tiles on this show. Uh, I'm going to throw out um, a film that was really important when growing up. Uh, Song of Bernadette. With Vincent Dude, Price, that is Jennifer great Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those sort of soft religious epics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and young Tom seen Jennifer Jones for the first time. He was impressed. Yeah. He was impressed. Even And it kind of started that whole nun thing that Dude, sort of wove its way into Tom's life. <laughs> Um, but uh, it's a great movie and it's even for someone a person who is someone not of faith you, you kind of go oh I, I can see the, the value of this well that's uh, I, did we do a biblical yeah okay so so we so I, I don't forget, remember anymore right but, uh, but, <laughs> but that like those movies like that you can appreciate them for what they sure. are yeah without having to you know be a, a bible thumper yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know why he, why he chose that, but I just did because All right. that's what that's what this up. is. Well, yeah, I, I could just go on. I, I got I got a list. Oh shit! Movies. <laughs> oh, no, uh, I'm fun of my lists. <laughs> no, no, I'm not kidding. Yeah. I do. Do you really? <laughs> no, it's in my. I mean, it's right next to me. It's it's called my movie collection. I'm just looking at them all right now and be like, oh, I should have mentioned this. I should have oh, yeah, mentioned yeah, yeah. this. I should have mentioned this. It's always the way. It's like yeah, you, it's we it's always it's try so to true. get one, and, and it's after a while, it's just. Later, it's like, oh, oh shit, I forgot this about this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it stops rolling, and then you have no reason to talk to anybody anymore. Right, exactly. we, well, we, we, we began the show with additions that we, yeah, should, exactly. we should have mentioned last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so one more time. How do, the, how do people get in touch with you? On Is it just on Facebook? and Facebook's what we use the most. Right on. Uh, I mean, 
you know, with phones and everything. But if you want to watch our films, just go to YouTube and type in Bracken Basement Productions, and it's all there. Hey, can you do me a favor and spell Bracken? Sure. It is B-R-A-C-K-E-N. Awesome. Yeah, and your music videos are there, too, yeah? Yeah, you can check out all the music videos of my bands and bands that I've shot videos for, and I've done some documentaries, and I've done some... A lot of splatter films and um, yep. just all it's kinds of shit. Right on. Shit. Well, hey, <laughs> I, I just want to thank you guys for were always on a list of ours that of local people we wanted to bring on, and I'm really stoked that we got to do this. Man, yeah. I can't yeah, tell you guys on for discussion. Just just holler, dude. Uh, I'll be down to get on any time to do discussions. Right on. Cool. Right on. Oh, yeah. All right. So uh, I guess for the bonus material podcast, we'll see you next week. I'm Tom Carnell, and I'm Langley West. Stay scared.